Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. I am your host, Will Skywalker. Still, we're back. I think. I missed y'all, man. I, I truly missed doing an actual show with no issues, no problems. And I think I might have got those out the way. We should be good today, y'all. I'm excited to have these conversations with you, Cowboys Nation. Shout out to everybody joining me early in the chat. Appreciate you guys, as always. It's been a rough two days dealing with the connection issues. In fact, I got the wrong date in the back here, by the way. So let me fix that, too. But, like I said, y'all, I appreciate y'all joining me today on this wonderful January 5th, 2022. We're going to talk about that game. We're going to talk about the two things that I think the Dallas Cowboys need to do to get back right heading into the playoffs. Yeah, there's two things that are problems. And they both are on offense. Um, And we're going to dive into the details. But before we do that, let me fix a few things because... I think the connection part should be fine. It's not the connection part that will be an issue today. Well, it shouldn't be. But for those that were joining me over the last few days, you know that the uh, internet connection Illuminati, we'll just call it that, had a little issue with your boy. But I think we figured that out. So should be good to go. Should be good to go, y'all. Appreciate y'all for holding tight over the last few days. It It has been rough. You know, it has been rough trying to get the content out there in the morning due to the issues. But, hey, called in, was on the phone with the connection service for the last two days. Uh, Went out, bought some new things to try to help the connection. And uh, we should be great. And with that said, y'all, let me give some shout outs because I haven't given anybody shout outs over the last few days because I wasn't sure if we have time for it. Uh, Shout out to Eagles of America Below the Heavens, T-Mac. Asmodeus, Adrian, Frankie Franchise, Reek, Angelica, Alpha Mason, Amanda Brown, James Ferguson, Mike Harris, Primetime, Phil, Keith Shep, Stevie Mack, the mod guy. Hey, bro, get better. You know, get better. We was talking yesterday. I ain't know you, you know. Let me know how your test went. Let me know how that went. Yes, James, I, I called AT&T two days in a row. Was on the phone with them for about half a day, it felt like. I wanted them to get somebody out here, but they didn't do it. But I think we might have figured it out. Uh, Will Anthony, Sean, Mike, Jack, Bynum, my lady in the building. <laughs> my lady said, watch this be a four-hour show. <laughs> I got to make up for not being on Monday and Tuesday. Y'all know I can go four hours, but we'll, we'll see how this thing go. Uh, Chase Washington, Aaron Lewis, Nick Mims, T-Mac, Dream Chaser, Mark Canella, Spiffy A.C., Bear24, uh, Mr. Jab, Jake, the great, what's up, Jake, the great, Brandon C., Mike Tag in the building. Hey, what's going on? If y'all know who Mike Tag is, you need to know who Mike Tag is. Follow him on Twitter, man. What's up, Mike? Uh, Charlene, the Eagles are trash. And then on Facebook, uh, Gilbert May. May I? Sorry if I botched that on Facebook. Dylan, CJ Richards. What's up, CJ? Uh, Oscar Sullivan, Tim Garcia, Jennifer Factor, or Jenny Factor. I'm sorry. Uh, Chuck, we got Chuck in the building. Lance, Dannon. Martin, Peter, John, Eric, ML, and many, many more that will be coming through 
Appreciate you guys holding tight as we you know get folks up in here, build this chat and this community going so we can have a really good show. I, I am excited. My lady will tell you I've been on edge not being able to get on here to talk Dallas Cowboys football with you guys. Uh, yesterday, I went on uh, Tuck's show. Jay Tuck's show, my boy. Uh, he does some great work for Dallas Cowboys, and we got a chance to talk some of the game. So I got that out of my system a little bit there. Uh, but today, I want to get this out of my system with you guys here on this community. Hello to Heavens. Appreciate you for the donation early in the stream. Super chat. He says, do you think we're like last year's Steelers? That's an interesting point. No, I think the Cowboys are better than last year's Steelers. I do. I think they're better than last year's Steelers. Um, the problem with Dallas is that they have the ability to beat anyone. They also have the ability to lose every single last one of these playoff teams. It's a matter of what team are you going to get. But again, there's two things that I'm going to point out today that I think have to get fixed. One's in the run game and one's in the pass game. I've already, I've exhausted all the words I can possibly say about the scheme. It'll come up. We'll talk about it. You know, phone lines will be, is open today. You know, 351-999-3787. But I'm at the point, like I said the other week, he is who he is schematically. I'm now looking at the players. Hey, man, you just got to try to overcome the deficiencies in that department. And we're going to talk about said players and said decision-making with a certain player that I think is derailing this offense, especially in the and the losses. So I know I'm teasing a lot of stuff. I'm teasing it, but we'll get to it. Y'all know how we do. We got to get to some news, some updates in the morning roundup, um, and then we'll roll right into uh, the meat and potatoes of this stream. TC915 said, what up, Sky? Are we good? We are good. We are good. I know a lot of people probably tuned out this week because of what happened the first two days, but so far, so good. No problems. We'll figure this thing out. We already got 209 on the horn. So if you want to call in, you can 351-999-3787. With that said, let's jump into the roundup and get to some of this news. And then we'll come out and we'll hit it. That's not the roundup. It is time for... It's time for the Morning Roundup. Round them up, boys. This is the Morning Roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. Your solution for your fitness goals. Whether it be weight loss, strengthening up, toning up, sports or stress relief, our friends over at TFF have everything you need from state-of-the-art equipment, group classes, and experienced professional certified trainers. So if you're looking to begin your fitness journey... Do me a favor, head on over to any of the nine locations in the DFW area or visit TexasFamilyFitness.com and let them know A to Z Sports sent ya. First up on the docket, Michael Parsons spoke yesterday, and I, I kind of like to tune into when he talks. Not everybody I want to hear talk, but when Micah talks, I, I listen. The kid is bright, kid is sharp. You know, he makes you want to run through a wall just by his words. And they asked him yesterday about Defensive Player of the Year. By the way, the Steelers player, T.J. Watt, might have wrapped that thing up. Might have wrapped that thing up with the four sacks he had on Monday Night Football, but we'll see. 
Uh, this is what Micah had to say. He said, I take complete pride in being the most versatile player in the NFL. I think I will put myself up there with the elite guys around the league in terms of impacting the game. It definitely hasn't been a one-man job. The DBs helped me a lot being able to hold the receivers so that way I can get the pressure and sacks and things like that. But I think I do a lot of very different things on the defense that change the game. 100% agree. Now, he went on to talk about other things. I just pulled that out. So I don't want to make it sound like he, he all he cares about is the Defensive Player of the Year award. He does not. He cares about winning. He talks about being unselfish and sacrificing certain parts of his game so that the team can win or the defense can win on that possession, on that down, on that series, on that game, whatever. Um, and that's what makes him him special, in my opinion, is that he's so versatile that he can do multitude of things at a high level that maybe it won't show up in the stat box, but it'll show up on film and it'll help the team win. We got lucky with this one, man. Micah's a beast. Um, it's been a joy watching him this season. Ain't over yet. Ain't over yet, but it's been an absolute joy watching him in the season. And while his stat box may not be as jam-packed from the Cardinals game, make no mistake about it, his presence was felt. His presence was absolutely felt in that game. In fact, if they play the Cardinals in a few weeks, I might I might send him more because there was only a couple players that was pushing uh, Kyler off the spot. Him and Tank was one of them, or were two of them, I'm sorry. So... Micah showed up in that game. The defense, and, and again, we'll come back to it. The defense, I thought, did enough for the most part. Where I'm upset is that they had an opportunity to take the ball away, and they didn't. They have been doing that all season, and it's helped this team, and they needed that one. They needed that one, and we'll talk about that uh, here in the show. couple injury news. Uh, Quentin Bohanna's back from COVID. And Josh Ball hits COVID or hits the COVID uh, reserve list in the middle of his 21-day window. And not big-name guys, but still depth, defense attack depth issues came to came into play yesterday. I'm sorry, on Sunday without Quentin Bohanna, no Justin Hamilton. They had to sign another guy, I think, on the practice squad with Justin Hamilton in Denver now. So you get Big Bo back, you got a little bit more depth up front. And, uh, I mean, that never hurts at all. But the biggest news coming out of yesterday's wire was Blake Jarwin was designated to return. His 21-day window starts now, and it sounds like they may be looking to get him some reps on Saturday. Here's what Coach Mike McCarthy had to say. I thought Blake had an excellent workout on Saturday. We're hopeful that they uh, may be able to get him back on the field this week. He definitely has a chance to potentially be out there. And Blake Jarwin, y'all know me. I love Blake Jarwin, but I'm also not going to sit here and act like Blake Jarwin. Dalton Schultz hasn't earned the title to be tight end number one. I, I totally understand that, right? Like, I'm a Blake stand. I always stand by that. I still think he can be somebody in this offense that can be a viable weapon. But since the 12 personnel, or since Blake Jarman went down, a 12 personnel package has been sorely missing his presence. And I'm not just talking about being a blocker. Because we know he's not a great blocker. I'm not going to act like he's a great blocker. But what he does is he gives you that presence and that ability to have this 
dual threat, this multifaceted threat from the 12 personnel. And my guy, my cohort, Mauricio Rodriguez from A to Z Sports Primetime had a great uh, stat yesterday that he showed on his show. The difference between having Blake and not having Blake in the 12 personnel set. They've run less of it, which I think has some to do with Michael Gallup returning, right? You're going to trot your big three out there. And they've been less successful with it. Both on the ground and in the air. In weeks one through eight, they had a success rate of 58%. Almost six yards per carry and nine yards per pass attempt. Weeks nine through 17 without Blake Jarwin, which is only 20% of the snaps. Again, I think a lot of that has to do with one, no Blake. Two, Michael Gallup being back. The success rate dropped 8%. Yards per carry under four. And the yards per pass attempt went down by two yards. Again, a lot can be attributed to that, but but I think, I think I know that Jeremy Sprinkle is not that guy, right? Like Jeremy Sprinkle's supposed to be your blocking dude, but Jeremy Sprinkle's been hit or miss at blocking. We thought Dalton Schultz was your blocking dude. Dalton Schultz has been hit and miss at blocking. And I, I make this joke every week at Game Day Live during the game to Jesse. I'm like, once Dalton Schultz got that mentality of, Hey, I'm tight end one. I'm that guy. Blocking kind of became beneath him. Where when he was coming in the league, he was cutting his teeth to get on the field as a blocker. Right? So I think mentally, Schultz is kind of like, ah, whatever, you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll block. He ain't good at it no more. I've been holding my words with him. I've been meant to my words with Blake. I'm sorry, with Dalton Schultz with the blocking. I said, well, in a phone booth. I think he can be okay. But even in a phone booth, he wasn't. And then you, when you see he's not doing good, and I'm talking about against Chandler Jones, why do you put him back in that situation? And it goes back to coaching. Just a lot of uh, a lot of questionable calls here. One more last thing about Blake Jarwin I kind of was talking about yesterday on uh, Jay Tuck's show. I'm going to be interested to see how this team now adapts once again, to know Michael Gallup and now having Blake Jarwin because without Michael Gallup and Blake Jarwin and Cedric Wilson, the offense looked different. I'm not going to be one that sit here and say, oh, it's, it's different based off of one person, not having Michael. I'm not going to do that to you. But the facts are the facts. Blake Jarwin, Seth Wilson, no Michael Gallup. The offense just looked different. You don't have a lot of games to see how different it will look with that lineup again we don't we only have one game and then the playoffs um so i think there are certain things you can do with said wilson that you can't with michael and vice versa things you do with michael you can't with said they have different skill sets but i think both of them are valuable in this offense uh blake though there is no there was no replacement for him we saw that right like they couldn't get sean mckeon going young guy it took blake and dalton a couple years uh and they and jeremy sprinkle just was a body out there an absolute body out there. So there was no really no replacement for Blake Jarwin. With that said, got another super chat from my guy, B-Bird. Good to see you. Good to hear from you, B-Bird. Super chat. Thank you for the $5 donation. He says, the recap slash after further review slash and just in case of technical difficulties, feel good Friday show. <laughs> That's funny. Because I'm going to hold you. Yesterday, I came into the show like, I'm at the jam pack everything. 
everything is going to have to get jam-packed in these 15 minutes. Uh, but appreciate the donation, uh, B-Bird. I really do. All right, guys, before I move on and hit the phone lines, I like to hit the phone lines a little bit before I get into the meat potatoes of the show. Um, yeah, yeah, we never targeted Blake that much, but 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 see, it's not necessarily the targets, right? Like, Blake can get you three to five catches at any game. Blake also can make the defensive coordinator say, okay, this ain't Jeremy Sprinkle. You put on a tape, you can say, Jeremy Sprinkle's out there. They're not going to target him, so you can cheat over here, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it, it goes beyond Blake getting a ton of targets. It, it's kind of multifaceted. Um, what was I about to say? Oh, before I move on to the phone lines, can I get this out the way real quick? <laughs> Let me just say, it, and get it out the way. Fans, it's okay to, to criticize your team after a loss, criticize a player, a coach, a team, whatever. Like as long as you're bringing context, as long as you're being reasonable and things like that. If you're one of those fan trolls, I you know I'm not talking to you here. But it is also okay as a fan to be upset with the officiating as well. Oh, don't think I wasn't going to bring that up. I, it's it's Wednesday. I didn't get a chance to talk about it on Monday. I'm bringing it up. It is okay to be upset with the officiating. There's media and there's fans alike out there that are smug and acting like you can't be upset that a part of the game, because they're a part of the game, has been off across the league, not just with Dallas, but across the league. It's okay to criticize them. It's legal to criticize both. Me personally, I've kind of become numb to it because I said this a few weeks ago after the Raiders game. What you know, I'm just used to this happening. But that doesn't mean I'm not human. That doesn't mean I'm not a fan and I'm not going to get upset and I'm not going to talk about it from time to time. But there, like I said, there's this smug media out there and some fans that act like it's not, it, you don't have to say anything, that it's weak, that it's this poverty thinking to bring up that, yeah, something may have been altered due to a call or non-call. Um, yeah, Cowboys do your jobs. The referees do your jobs as well. That's all I'm saying. With that said, I say all that to say no. I don't think the Cowboys lost that game because of referees. But there was one play in particular, and I'm not talking about the fumble because I think the fumble was set up, actually, the, the, the issue with the fumble was set up in the third quarter where you could have challenged it, but you got kind of psyched out, had to call timeout, things like that, whatever. Yeah, they could have horned down and overturned it. Again, I'm I'm used to it. I'm used to it. However, there was one call that if y'all will allow me to just be a fan real quick and be pissed off, there was one call. I think I scared the lady at Texas Live at the bars. I mean, she jumped. She looked over at me, and I was like, I'm sorry, ma'am. This is just me. I see you're new here. Never saw your face around here before. I should have warned you. This is how I am. But this call right here, it it pissed me off, y'all. Because this is a nine-point swing of a call, and I wanted to bring this up because I needed to get it out of my system, and the best way to get out of my system is with my fam. It's to, to y'all let me get this out. Let me talk. Let me, let me just be pissed off for two minutes, and we'll get back to football. How on the... How in the world do you miss this when you're looking directly at it? 
For those that can't see, here's the bigger version. The reason why this call pissed me off is because it is a nine-point swing. That is a safety, ladies and gentlemen. That is two points to the Dallas Cowboys. That is a ball back to the Dallas Cowboys. And that's seven points off the board to the Cardinals. And they didn't make the call. So, I just just wanted to get that out of my system. I appreciate y'all for letting me do that. Um, I, I don't know what they were looking at. I don't. But it was frustrating. So, now that's out. <laughs> that's out. Mike Tag said, let it out. I had to get it out, man. I couldn't come on here and act like, oh, I'm not going to be one of these fans. Ah, whatever. Let the officials can do whatever. Just, just, just ignore them. I'm not ignoring it. Hold them accountable. Speak about it. And then let's move forward. And that's what I'm doing here. Holding them accountable. Speaking on it. And moving forward. Because I, I'm not going to X and O. And, and, and I'm not going to dive into the officiating. But we're going to dive into what's wrong with Dallas. That's where most of the show is going to be about. But I had to talk about that. Uh, T209, you've been holding for a minute. Let me get you in here real quick before we get into the meat and potatoes. What's up, 209? Hey, it's all good, man. Good morning to you and all that. Good morning, But uh, I listened to you guys last night for a little bit, and I'll tell you what, I I got three points, and then um, I got a a question for you. Um, My three points, well, I think the biggest problem is is, uh, Kellen Moore has gotten too, too vanilla in his offensive play calling, and I'll tell you why real quick before I move on to my next two. And that is he has gotten to the point to where it's it's predictable because even Buda Baker even made a statement that on that play that he almost picked six to the house um, that he knew it was coming. So we're getting too predictable. And I think the other two situations that we're doing that we need to fix is there's too much inconsistency, not enough consistency. Mm. And the other, uh, I think, thing that needs to be fixed as well is we are um, basically, uh, I've noticed, in the, especially in the games that we've lost, we are not making any adjustments. The uh, defense is adjusted to what we're doing, and we're not making any adjustments to adjust off of that. I've noticed that. And then we're not also not um, getting our playmakers involved. And I forgot I have to share this one, too, as I've noticed. Dak, I don't know if you've noticed this as well, but... Dak Prescott is not progressing through his reads all the way through. He's looking. It's like in the movie Top Gun when Tom Cruise is holding, you know, Goose's dog tags and said, Goose, talk to me. He's like, oh, it's not good. It's not good. And he leaves. In other words, he's checking down. He's Eight not nine. going all the way through his reads. I think yeah. he's going he's all the way back in again. I think he's going all the way through his reads too fast. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say there. Yeah. And then my question to you is, here's my question. My question is, I noticed this, and I don't know if you did, but did you notice, I believe it was on that same play that was called a fumble, there was a delay of game? The, oh, the, well, it was a clear day, a delay of game for two seconds, and they brother, let that go. Brother, there was, there was, yeah, a, lot of, there was a lot of, of, yes. of uh, terrible officiating that game. I just wanted to uh-huh. point out and the one that the was field goal? egregious. Um, and then what about the field goal? This was yeah. my question to you. When Murray comes trotting on the field, isn't the, don't the defense have a chance for free substitutions? I, see, I don't know how they did it because if it was a regular substitute, like if it was a regular substitution, Dallas did substitute. Um, so if Murray was mm-hmm. a part of that package to trick him, then there wasn't a uh, personnel group on the field and then Murray scrambled back on. That That's not what happened, I don't think. I think what happened was Cliff Kingsbury kind of had this already planned where it was, hey, trick play, trick play, whatever you want to call it, right? 
right. Murray, Murray, Murray. So Murray stayed out there. Your your field goal unit came on. Dallas field goal unit came on, and then they noticed. Wait, oh crap! This this isn't a mm-hmm. field goal unit. Um, so Dallas had to burn right. the timeout. Just a great decision by by Coach Bro to to make Dallas burn one. Yeah. Yeah, but I think, like I said, man, to sum it all up, if you can take anything away from what I basically said, and I'm sorry if some people don't know who I am and don't understand why I do this, I've been a fan about as long as 1980. I've been a fan for about almost 41 years. And I'll just tell you this, we got to be more consistent. There's just not Absolutely. enough consistency. No doubt all about right, it. Thanks buddy. for having me on, man. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you calling. Yeah, we are consistently inconsistent from all points. And, um, he brought up Kellen, and we brought that, and I'm talking about all that today, actually. But I need to kind of say this because I said it yesterday. I said it on Twitter. I wasn't able to really get it all out, and I'm, I want to do it today. Uh, people were talking about scheme the other day, and I said this on Twitter. The problem is the scheme is one where the defense is essentially dictates to you what to do. And I've told you guys this all year. We talked about this. It was fine back in the beginning because of this part. So most definitely paralysis by analysis because it's if the look is this, do that. If the look is that, do this. And what I mean by paralysis by analysis is that Dak Prescott gets in line of scrimmage and I've never seen him have to audible as much as he did against Arizona. I've never seen it. But again, that is the, I use quotation, air quotes, scheme. The scheme is the numbers game. It's a look game and it is predicated on you making the change. Figuring, as, as my guy Jesse likes to say, you have to figure out the answer to the test. And then I said, and now that we can't impose our will on the ground, you don't have an identity. See, earlier in the year, when you got to the line of scrimmage, you didn't always have to do a bunch of crazy stuff because you could impose your will on the ground. Ladies and gentlemen, that is not the case anymore. And I know Dak is the easy target, and we'll, there is... There's a part of this where Dak has to be better at that I'm going to get to. But I'm going to tell you right now. I don't give a damn what he does. If we continue to do this, there's not a chance in hell you're going to win four games in the playoffs against good teams if you cannot become what? Efficient on the ground. I've been saying this for two months. I don't give a damn if we run for 180, 200, a buck 50. I'm just politely asking you, Cowboys Nation, or politely asking you, Cowboys uh, players and staff, or whatever, to be efficient on the ground. Dallas has been anything but that over the last seven weeks. Over the last seven weeks, the Cowboys. First down runs, they're ranked 28th or worse in a handful of very meaningful categories, including 32nd in yards per rush. Ezekiel Elliott on first down. In the last seven weeks, 45 carries, averaging 2.69 yards per carry. That's 104th in the NFL. Tony Pollard on first down runs, only 24. He's averaging 5.38 yards per carry. But Ezekiel Elliott should feature back. Since week one in the losses, this is Denver Broncos. We averaged 3.9 yards per carry, 78 yards. Tony Pollard only touched the ball four times. In Kansas City, 
82 yards. We averaged 3.3 yards per carry, aside from the wild card run where Tony Pollard only carried the ball seven times. Against Las Vegas, Cowboys had 64 yards, averaged 3.2 yards per carry. Tony Pollard only carried the ball 10 times. Against Arizona, your, your season worst, 45 yards, 2.4 yards per carry. Tony Pollard touched the ball three times. This is not by, this isn't a mistake. This isn't an accident. This isn't, and I, and I know Ted's saying penalties. This isn't penalties. This, this is negligence to the obvious staring you in your face. It's staring you in your face. Tony Pollard needs to touch the rock. And there's this theory that, hey, is Kellen Moore saving plays? Well, take a listen to this real quick. Chris Arnold and Kevin Gray on 105 Through the Fan were talking about this specific thing. And this kind of made me shake my head a little bit. L- l- listen to this. And I also know, because I have intel too, they've got plays for him the saving for the playoffs. I'm talking about Pollard. They do not want him to be hurt. When they had him rest because of that plantar fasciitis tear in his foot, it was a good break. But at the same time, they don't want to overexpose him because they've got some stuff designed for him for the playoffs. Just letting you know. What? I mean, I mean, what? Let me, let me just run that back one more time. Let me just run that back one more again. And I also know, because I have intel too, they've got plays for him, the saving for the playoffs. I'm talking about Pollard. They do not want him to be hurt. When they had him rest because of that plantar fasciitis tear in his foot, it was a good break. <sighs> but at the same time, they don't want to overexpose him because they've got some stuff designed for him for the playoffs. Just letting you know. I mean, that is blasphemy. That is absolute blasphemy. That should not be allowed. Tony Pollard needs to touch the ball. You need to put that stuff on film. You need to see, hey, if this doesn't work, how do I adapt? This is why Tony Pollard needs to rock, ladies and gentlemen. Even when you're struggling on the ground, why Tony Pollard needs a goddamn ball. Against the Saints, you were not running the ball well at all. Who broke it open? Tony Pollard. For those that have been following me for the last two years, this is not new. I've been saying this for two years. If you're struggling on the ground and you have a dual back threat in the backfield, dual options in Zeke and TP, and one of your options are explosive, you put the ball in the explosive options hands because they can make something out of nothing. Against the the, the Chiefs, we weren't running the ball well. What do we do? Put the rock in Tony Pollard's hand. When's the last time you've seen this play? I'm not saying it's something you do every day or anything like that, or every game or every possession. You're struggling? Tony Pollard will help you out on the ground. Minimum 100 carries. Tony Pollard ranks ninth in the entire NFL in first down percentage. He's tied for eighth in off-tackle yards per carry, averaging about five yards per carry. He's tied for third in outside yards per carry, averaging eight yards per carry. He's seventh in the league in yards after contact average, and he's no chop liver running inside. He averages 4.1 yards per carry.
I mean, it's staring you dead in your face. But we we just won't commit to Tony Pollard. And and I'm afraid that if we get into the playoffs and we continue to do this same old same, nothing will change. You know, a Dallas Cowboys player has not rushed for over 75 yards since week five. I would venture to guess not a single NFC threat, single NFC contender, division winner, whatever you want to call them, has done that. And it, be- it becomes very easy to fall back on the queue because that's natural, right? Like, hey, and we're going to get to him, right? There's, there's issues he has to fix as well. But even if he fixes those issues, with your, in all honesty, definitely if you are a big fan of the queue, because I am, and I'm about to tell you, I don't believe this will happen. Do you believe you go into the playoffs and you average less than four yards, less than 3.5, less than three yards per carry for four straight games? Do you honestly think you can win a Super Bowl that way. I don't. I don't. I, I don't know if any quarterback, maybe, maybe, A-Rod, maybe, Patrick. And that's a maybe. Because for the longest, I've been saying your team is best when they are efficiently balanced. The Cowboys have lost that, especially against um, playoff caliber teams are against good teams, against good defenses. You're going to run into good teams in the playoffs. If you think you're just going to drop back 45 times and average 2.5 yards per carry, 3.4 yards per carry, it ain't happening, folks. It ain't happening. And you're going to win a Super Bowl, it ain't happening. So they need to figure that out. That's number one. You have to figure out how to get this ground game Rolling back again to to being at least efficient. Since week five, no no running back has averaged or has had more than 75 yards on the ground. Ezekiel Elliott finally broke more than four yards per carry against Washington. He's been averaging less than four yards per carry for like eight consecutive weeks. Okay. Okay. I'm saying. Got to figure it out. All right, so the second thing comes from the passing game in regards to Dak Prescott. Our guy, Jonathan Owning, he dropped a great, great stat yesterday that I think we all could see happening um, in that game and throughout the year, really, but in that game. But the numbers kind of show you exactly the issue here. He says, versus a defense that rotates from middle of the field, closed, in pre-snap to open and post or opposite open and close Dak ranks 38th of 44 quarterbacks minimum 25 attempts uh, dropbacks in yards per attempt now what he means by that is they show one look pre-snap and they rotate to another look post-snap and I think what's happening when we're talking about him going through his reads too fast and things like that because this offense again is designed to get to the line of scrimmage Dak you see what you see. Now you make the adjustment. You make you actually call the play. <laughs> you call the play at the line of scrimmage. Well, at the beginning of the year, you didn't have to do that too much because you can run the ball so well, just turn around, hand it off, and you're in favorable positions. 
That is no longer the case. So he has to go up there and have every answer to the test. And he's just, that's not his game. Listen, I love Dak, but I'm not trying to put the, I'm not trying to put the game in Dak's hands with 45 to 50 attempts for four straight weeks. I ain't trying to do that. Love you, but that ain't your game, bro. That's not your, there's maybe only two or three quarterbacks in the history of this league, or at least in the modern day era, the Peyton Manning's. Tom Brady's maybe maybe a rod that play that mental game for four quarters. And if y'all recall, if y'all recall, for those that are a little bit older, Peyton Manning even struggled a lot against good defenses doing that. That was one of the things defenses did to Peyton Manning is that they would just show a lot of disguises to Peyton because their offense was predicated on him getting to the line of scrimmage and calling the play. And, and what Vance Joseph did, absolute hat tip to him because he absolutely rattled Dak. He made him go through his progressions extremely fast uh, because he didn't trust what he saw. He didn't trust his answers to the test. And a lot of the times you had Dak dropping back. Let me get back here. Dropping back. And I said this yesterday. One, two, three. If the first read is not open on three, which that's that's football, right? You get to the back on your back foot. If your first read is not open, you progress. My problem is... And this may be schematically. You need to focus on your guys, your star guys, your guys that you know can get it done. Your your CD Lambs, your Amari Coopers. So if I drop back and it's one, two, three, and Cooper ain't open yet, you better wait four and five and let him get open. Forget Noah Brown. Forget Zeke Elliott. Forget Dalton Schultz. You you exhaust all minutes, hours, seconds, days, whatever for him to get open. I know that sounds easy to say as a as an armchair quarterback, but I'm watching it actually manifest. And Boss Cowboy did an excellent video. I wish you guys would go back and take a look at. Excellent video. Something that me and Jesse have been talking about for a while here. There is no emphasis on getting your guys the ball. There's not. There's a there's a system. There's a there there's a there's a group of plays and Boss said something I didn't even know Kellen said that it, it, it makes sense. Boss said, well, Kellen said, I'm sorry. We don't want to narrow the focus down to one player. I think that's a huge mistake. It's a huge mistake because if that's the case, then what the hell are you paying Amari Cooper $20 million for? Amari Cooper is just as good as any other wide receiver in this league. You can't tell me different. He deserves to be targeted in that way. So when you are practicing, when you are in the film room, when you are studying and preparing and game planning, and you say, hey, we cannot narrow our focus down to boom, 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 boom. What do you think your quarterback is going to do? And Dak don't have that in his system. It's saying that for three, four years. I need a little bit of in this system, meaning... F that play call, F that thought process. I'm getting the rock to Amari Cooper. He's entirely too robotic within and comfortable within doing what Kellen Moore is telling him to do. He's too comfortable with that. Get a little bit of in your system. It took Amari Cooper to come out in the media and say, yo, give me the ball without saying give me the ball. It took Mark Cooper to come out and say, yo, we got routes to beat these coverages. We just ain't running them. It shouldn't have to be that way. It shouldn't have to be that way. 
So once again, this is like the fifth time I'm asking this. And Jesse did the same thing. Dak, Kellen, Coop, CD, and Big Mike need to get in that room as we get into the playoffs and say, y'all are going to take us through this thing. Not Dalton Schultz, not screens, not saving plays. Y'all, my stars, my $20 million, my first round pick, my $40 million, my genius offensive coordinator, my Super Bowl winning head coach. Y'all are going to be the reason why we get to this thing. Not this system, because it ain't one. And I digress. All right, lots on the phone, but I had to get everything out of my system. I told y'all there was there was two days of me not being able to talk. <laughs> two whole days of not me being able to talk. I agree, Steve. He doesn't have that gear, you know, and I said that yesterday. You know, he, he's not one for confrontation. That's the gift and the curse of Dak Prescott. He's such a coachable player. He's such a I'm going to do what you say, coach, player. It's a gift because as a coach, you love it. You got a guy who's not going to you know, battle you and be fine. But it's a curse because sometimes you need to overrule whatever your coach. Sometimes the coach's call isn't right. You've seen it. You've seen A-Rod do it. You've seen Tom Brady do it. What are we doing? What the hell is this? Things like that. You've seen Amari Cooper. We were joking again in the postgame show saying, Amari need a little bit of Dez in him. You've seen Amari come to the huddle and say, man, Scott Linehan want us to run another dig. Don't run the dig. They're sitting on this. I'm going to run this fly. Hit me. Dak Prescott, one, two, three. He ain't give a damn what the coverage was. He ain't give a damn what the what the call was. One, two, three. Go get it. Too much thinking. Too much for a guy who, I mean, this is a smart guy. It's not like Dak is dumb. But for a system and an offense that doesn't have a fallback plan, I cannot allow it to be all predicated on getting to the line of scrimmage and my quarterback finding the right play to get into every single time. And that's why I think Dallas needs to get this running game going so you can keep a defense honest. If you think you're going to get in the playoffs and not be able to run the ball effectively at all for four straight games, forget your Super Bowl parade hopes. All right, I had 318 on the horn. Then I got Burr and DeMel. 318, what it is, what it do? Hey, hey, Scott Walker, what's going on? What's up, brother? Uh, this is Big Mike out of Shreveport. Man, I, I listen to a lot of what you say. I listen to all the all all the podcasts. Uh, I agree with a lot and a lot. You know, my opinion is I don't really think there's that much wrong with Dallas. You know what I'm saying? If they're just not in the Arizona game. I watched it over and over. The thing of it is, it's not so much the scheme what they were doing to us, more or less what we were doing to ourselves. Our first three or four drives were successful. Penalties put us behind eight ball. That caused a lot. You can't have a successful running game when you fall behind 14, 15 points behind. You know, when Spe- they play in an eight-man box. To specific to, the, know, to the Arizona Listen, real quick. Specific to the Arizona game, you're right. The penalties were were an issue. I showed statistics off of all the losses. That that's where I'm trying to get to. The Arizona game was a winnable game. It was a winnable game. I'm not saying it wasn't. And I also started off the show talking about how bad the referees were. 
completely understand. Uh, but but this is a problem that's been manifesting itself all year in these losses, not just in, against Arizona. Speaking um, speaking about the the run game and speaking about uh, the trickery, the disguising. Kansas City did it right. They did a whole lot of moving movement, moving around, but it wasn't a lot of stack the box and, and blitz the crap out of you with five six guys. It was just disguising. And when you have a scheme predicated on figuring out the answers to the test. That can bite you in the butt if you don't have something to fall back on. So, so you're right. Arizona game was winnable. I'm not disagreeing with that. Yeah, I mean, and uh, you know, I, I like I said, it's it's games that we, I think, we're undisciplined, and that's what causes us a lot of problems. I feel like Tony Pollard is more explosive than Zeke at this stage in his career, but I think both of them work hand in hand. Do, but but they do work hand in hand, but you got to put the other hand over the other hand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Tony Pollard should yeah, be the yeah, lead back I, right I, now. Hey, I, I understand that also. But Zeke was hurt, and they still played it because of the fact that Pollard is a hell of a back. He's more explosive. But just a Pollard on every down is not like a Zeke. Prime example, on the blitz, Pollard missed that Missed that block. They got that strip from behind. He got missed the block. block. That first of all, that up. sir, that was Ezekiel Elliott number one. That was, that number, was Zeke. That, that was, was Zeke number block. one. Number two, that he was actually he actually picked the block up. He picked the blitz up. It just was a hell of a goddamn great play by yeah, Simmons yeah, for yeah, redirecting. That's, that's, what I'm saying. that's what I'm saying. I agree with that. But I'm saying Zeke. Picks up more blitzes than he missed. And like I say, I, 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 I'm I a true Dak fan. And I feel like a lot of times he get a lot of criticism due to the fact that, you know, and like I said, you say we should just break it down and Mario Cooper is the best route runner in the game. Yeah. But I feel like we got the number one offense due to the fact that we spread the ball around. Doc Schultz is a good Jason Witten type. But we, if we had the tight end to get down the field, Jordan, when he come down, can get down the field, that would open up the game. Sure. And well, a lot of say they say we don't throw deep because teams are playing us over the time. They're dropping two safeties. I mean, if you're wanting to force and they throw it up, I believe sometimes you have to try it. But, yeah, hey, that's the same thing against Tampa Bay. When you got eight men in the box and, you know, they got the number one run defense in the league for the last two years, why go up against it? You know what I'm saying? Sure. So you don't get Zeke running his head up and then getting one yard, loss of one yard. He's not going to have no monster game. All right. Whenever we start off slow, we get behind. That dictates what we do. We get penalties that stop and drive. That's why we don't have a successful running game. I think it's still there. I think we need to get on the outside more. We need to do more pulling. I believe we are. We need to do all of it. Yeah, I, yeah. You, you, you okay. all, you all, you all over the place, and I can't, I can't speak on everything because you're, you're saying like ten different things. But I agree with a lot of what you're yeah, saying, yeah, brother. Yeah, let hey, me get, let me get I, to the hey, next caller, hey, bro. Hey, Scott Walker, I'm, I'm just doing like you. I'm bending. I'm bending. I hear you. you know, you say you box stuff. You had just stuff you had to say. This mm. is just stuff I had to say. I appreciate you for taking my call, brother. And uh, hey, I'm gonna continue to follow you. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Appreciate the call. B Bird, what's up, brother? 
Hey, what's happening there, Scott? You doing okay today, brother? <laughs> Look, as long as the stream ain't cut off, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me, let me hear him get this call in, man. We never know what happens, right? <laughs> hey, so first of all, I do want to um, uh, second that on, on that uh, boss uh, cowboy. It was very interesting to talk about um, – you know, he, he broke it down and walked it all the way through on, yeah. on Kellen Moore and his philosophy. is really interesting. Um, hello? Yeah, I got you. I thought I heard somebody in the background. Okay. I got you. I oh, did, too. I uh, did that too. is. That's, that's somebody. I didn't mute him. All right. You good, bro. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, the Boss Cowboy Show, he did a great job of just bringing everything up to the, the present on, you know, where his philosophy and his mentality comes from. And I think it has some, uh, you know, some, I think it's some validity to it, to be totally honest with you. Oh, there is. So it is. I mean, you, you, you said it, and I think people should go look at that, man, because I think it is really interesting uh, how you broke it down. Um, but the thing, the question I've been on my mind, and I'll, I'll, for one thing, I want to just talk to the, speak to the last uh, caller. You said eight men box. I looked at uh, Law Nation actually put up all the offensive series on YouTube. Eight box? They're not. It's not eight man box, man. No. It's seven. That, that's why I had to get I had to get moving forward because he was. I get the frustration, right? I get the venting, but it, that's just not true. Teams have been yeah. beating you with with light boxes, with seven man boxes. They'll yes. be beating you at the line of scrimmage, and, and that's why B Bird. I'm like, well, if that's going to be the case, get me the guy that can break one, and then utilize him outside, do more pulls, and Kellen Moore again. Where'd the pulls go? You did it for two straight weeks, and then you didn't do a single one of them against the Arizona Cardinals. Make it make sense. Yeah. So, so Scott, the, the question I would have is, um, so it looks like um, what, what they're doing to us is our office is predicated on, okay, seven men in the box, eight men in the box, and then we'll get to the line and we'll make that decision. Yep. So what teams are doing to us is basically saying that, hey, you got 30 seconds to make this decision. And what we're going to do is we're going to show you something, allow you to change the play, and then we'll take that thing away. So you'll you'll we'll have you um, audible to a pass because you think that we have eight in the box and we'll and we'll drop back to seven. Gives us the advantage. Or we'll do the opposite. So my thing would be, uh, and I think I have an answer because I was listening. But what? How do you counter that? And that's the question to you. We don't have the answers. I don't have the answers. I can just, I don't have the solution. Only thing I could think of, and it may not be that difficult, is to deliberately, intentionally scheme your best players the ball as opposed to trying yeah. to scheme up the perfect play. Um, because you can do that at the very least, right? You can, you can go into a play and say, listen, I don't give a good goddamn what you're in. This is my read. If you double him, then I'm just going to throw it here. If you don't or if he's playing off a certain way, I got I – got, a certain way I can throw the ball. Um, I just think there's there's too much having to guess at the line of scrimmage, and a lot of what we're running in the ground game is not working. This shotgun just handed off, and <laughs> it's not working, man. Yeah. So get back under center and get the pulling game going. Maybe maybe get some efficient running game. I keep saying that because if you're efficient on the ground, you put yourself in favorable positions. Be bird. We've been one of the worst running teams on first down. So what does that what does that do on second and third down? It, it makes it hard. Yeah, it puts you in obvious, obvious pass, pass downs. Let me ask you a question, then. I was thinking the only way to um, – not the only way, but one way to make um, defense tip their hand is for us to go in motion. So they can leave, they have to you know, show oh. that they're in man or show that they're in zone. That's I don't know correct. if that would be – what do you think? 
Well, you know, we've been talking about that all year, right? Like pre-snap motion, at-snap motion. I don't know how many times they're going to say it. I'm going to get a shirt that says, I am in favor of at-snap motion. It works. I am in favor of pre-snap motion. <laughs> it works. Um, we we really, again, it's, it's dribbling without a purpose. Hey, number 19, come on. Just come on this side. That's really not doing much. Dribble with a damn purpose offensively, and we don't do enough of it. So I'm with you. More pre-snap motion, more at-snap motion. When Cedric Wilson was in the game, we did that. It worked twice. Yeah. And my last thing would be, I think what we're seeing now is uh, uh, Keller Moore's inexperience. Uh, sure. No no different than uh, uh, Jason Garrett's inexperience. We get these whiz kids in here. But you can't uh, take away the years that these other offensive coordinators have taught on the, on the other people. But, um, you know, so I just don't understand – I don't know what the deal is, but when we come out with a game plan, then their defense adjusts. We have an issue with the adjustment on what they've done. We don't have a counter to that. We don't go in thinking, okay, if we do this, they'll probably do this, and then we'll do this to counter what they're doing, and we'll keep on going. So I just don't know what – the offense looks very stagnant to me right now. Uh, It's very predictable, and it's really reactive. And what I mean by that is – What we're doing is we're acting off of what the defense does, and the defense understands that, and so they're doing something to put us in to what they want us in, if that makes any sense to you. No, it makes great sense, and and it's mostly the good teams and the good defenses that do it. Outside of uh, the the Vegas game, which, again, that was a weird game, right? No, you didn't have your uh, two wide receivers, but you still could have won that game. But you go look at Denver, you go look at Kansas City, go look at this Arizona game, they did a lot of similar things. You know, people keep saying, oh, stack the box, blah, blah, blah. It's not necessarily just stacking the box. They disguised what they were doing. And and when that's the case, your quarterback has to hit on all. It's not like Dak had 15 errant throws in that game. There were four blocked passes at the at the line of scrimmage, and there was three or four drops. That's seven or eight incompletions right there. But the three errant throws he did had, you gotta you gotta have at least one of them was was severe, and that was the third nine that ultimately cost us three points. Right when um, Greg Delay, oh, I said I'm not gonna say his name. When the kicker, he's Voldemort now on this channel. When the kicker missed the kick, um, so it's those mo- those opportunities in that pocket that you gotta have um, if you can't overcome what the defense is doing to you. And, Scott, this will be the last thing, and I'll let you go after this, brother. But I think what's happening with, with Dak, he, he is a hesitant because I think Very. what he thinks at snap is not what it is, and he's already called the play, right? And so he might think it's man, and then they go into zone, and he's already called the play. Now, one, and that's, why, that's his hesitancy, mm. uh, if I say that word wrong. But the thing is, is I don't understand why, um, and I don't know if other teams do this, you call a play. And, and, and there's certain routes that you run if it's zone and there's certain routes that you run if it's man or whatever, and everybody's on board with that. Like all the players, the wide receivers, tight ends, everybody got to know that. Like, okay, I see the coverage. And and everybody runs that, right? And then you get what I'm saying? Instead mm-hmm. of him having to change it, it should be everybody reads what's what's going on out there, and then they run their uh, routes accordingly. Hey, I'm going to get off this line, man, and I'm going to uh, – I'll let you comment on that, and I'll let somebody else talk, man. Hey, have a great day, brother. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams do stuff like that. And, again, that's a, that the connection is kind of different. But there's no excuse to why we can't have something similar. Um, where they get to the line of scrimmage, there's not much that needs to be said. There may be a look. There may be a nod. There may be a little something, something that they do. But but for the most part, they get out there and they realize, okay, they're playing us like this. 
we know what we're going to do. The, the rapport has been there for years. They've done it a million times. And, and they deliberately, intentionally target. I mean, I guess Washington, it's Washington, whatever. But you came out, you gave Amari Cooper three catches right off the bat. I mean, do that. Uh, appreciate you, Miss Charlene, check. for the massive donation, ninety nine ninety nine donation. Uh, man, I just thank you. Uh, says having an ice storm in the mountains, power and connection is bleak. Hope this goes through. Have a blessed day, uh, Sky and Cowboys Nation. Man, um, let's say a prayer for Miss Charlene. Hopefully, you are good up there and you get your power back. I know the East Coast. My folks on the East Coast were having issues with the weather up there. See, being down in Texas, I kind of forget. Everywhere else, there's issues in December, January in regards to weather because it's just not the same down here. I'm still getting used to that, but um, let's definitely keep you in our prayers. I hope everything is good to go up there in the mountains. Super chat. Uh, David J says, Schultz can't block. Thank you for the donation. Schultz can't block a fat kid from getting to the candy section in the store. <laughs> Y'all so wrong. Yeah, Schultz. Uh, I don't know, man. He's supposed to be our blocker. What the hell happened? Okay, let's get Coach Marv and then hold tight DMV and Los. I promise I'm going to get to y'all. It's a lot of people up in here. It's been an old hit too. It's a lot that we've missed over the days. So just hold tight, y'all. I got you. What's up, Coach Marv? Hey, what's going on, Sky? What's going on, good man, brother? You know what? You know, you know why you got a lot of callers? Because you, hey, man, you put out great product, man. Thank That's you, why you got great callers coming, calling in, man. Thank you. All right, Scott. I'm, I'm, I got a couple of points, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna try to do it one at a time, right? Yeah, let's do it one at a time. Let's try first. to. Yep. Okay. First, first point. I understand what you're saying about the scheme, and and um, and I see a lot of people that's on that uh, with the scheme, but we have to understand one thing. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I want to say this. I don't think. Uh, I don't really believe that the Cowboys uh, offensive players are really bought into the scheme that that we're running. Mm. Like the defensive players are bought into the scheme of the, of Dan's Quinn's plan. And that's a problem because mm. if your players are not all in of what you're doing by buying in, there is some hesitancy. There's going to be some inconsistency there's going to be some some doubt. And when, and I get that from when you have the players, uh, the offensive players talk about the struggles the offense has been having in the past weeks. It's always, well, we got to figure it out. We got, they don't, they're not saying what we need to do because they don't believe, they don't know what their identity is. Because well, you know you say, well, we need to get back to this. Well, i tell you there's what. The identity problem with our offense. You, right. real, real quick, Marv, you got you got. I think you got something here. I think you got a point here because Mari Cooper came out two weeks ago, and didn't he come out mm-hmm. and, and and basically without being a diva about about it, without being Chad Ochocinco or or without being Terrell Owens, he said, "Hey, we're we got plays. We ain't running them. Hey, I'm Amari Cooper. Get me the ball." So I, I there's something to that, Mark Coach. Something to it. Yep, and and he said something else, Sky, in his last um after this past game when he was asked about the struggles and he was like, then he did the look up in the sky with the mat. We had the mask on. He said, well, we got to get this communication. We got to get 
together to find out what we like and what we don't like. See, See, when you start talking like that this part of the season, Sky, right, right. that means you're not bought in. Like there shouldn't so, be communication issues at week in week seventeen. What are we talking about? You know that, why they're, they're saying that? that? <laughs> because you're going to the line of scrimmage, and every week communication is so damn important because you have to change the play and pick the right play every single week. I'm telling you, Coach Marv, you get in the playoffs and you and your game plan is go to line of scrimmage and now and now figure out a play. It's not going to work. And 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 that's what that's a that's a that's a thing, Scott and and. That gets to my second point when you talk about the run game. I've been saying a long time ago, I think I was on Boss Cowboy Show, I was on, you know, talked to a lot of people law. It's about a commitment to the running game. And I, I have one little pushback with you when we talk about Tony Pollard and we talk about Zeke Elliott. I think Zeke is going through the same thing that Mark Cooper's going through. You want me to? You want you paid me uh, ten million dollars a year, but the plays you run for me is not conducive for me to make runs. And then in the last seven weeks, you only gave me ten carries a game, and you're expecting me to for my type of my type of running style to be productive. That's not gonna happen. Okay, so if you look at the stats. Tony Pollard runs outside, averaging so a, 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 a great deal of, of, of yards. But I guarantee you, Scott, if you look at the stats, when Ezekiel gets those same carries outside, they may not be as, 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 as much, but his yards per carry is good. But you don't even run those plays for Tony Pollard or Zeke very often. And that is a problem, and you are so right. If we're not committed to running the football, committed, that's not saying we are run first team. But in, in actual fact, that is our identity. I have a problem with this guy. Did you see the interview with Mike McCarthy uh, 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 the other day? Uh, what part of it? Well, the interview he had, I think his press conference interview yesterday. Uh, I think it was yesterday when they asked him the question about the run game, and he said, well, no, we didn't get to our run. We know, yeah, we we know our identity, and we didn't get to our identity. That's an indictment to this football team. If your head coach just said, we know our identity, and in the last seven weeks, hmm. we haven't gotten to our identity, what are you doing as a head coach? If you tell the world that this is our identity, and you allow your offensive coordinator to continue to go away from what you said was the identity. What does the players think? They get frustrated, you know, and we we've heard it without it being, you know, massive and, and being out in the public and being a problem. But you can clearly tell there's a frustration level, and it's I think some of it's do with them. You know, they know they have to execute at a, at a high level, and they're not doing it. Uh, but as we hear from Amari, they also are, I don't know that they trust what's going on. But either way, Coach one Marv, more, one more, one more, one more thing, one more thing, yeah, one more thing. Uh, and this goes back to that. It's going to be very hard. You know, I have you know people saying, "Well, that needs to," you know, "Hey, let's scrap that." And and and, and you know, the offense coordinator calling, you know, 
kind of go roll just a little bit. Yeah. But you have to understand one thing about Dak. Dak has been all his career. He's been groomed by Scott Linehan, being a disciple of Scott Linehan and Kellen Moore. His whole career, NFL career, is molded by those philosophies. These are the guys he's been in the room with constantly. So he doesn't know no other way but them. Well, what does that have to do with him? What does that have to do with his mentality of saying F it? I don't think Scott Linehan and and Kellen Moore has anything to do with that. I I think that's just Dak as a person. What I said earlier, he's like that coachable, nice guy where he, you know, hey, coach, this is what you say. This is what I'm going to do. I don't think that has anything to do with Scott or with with Kellen. I think that has to do with Dak himself, in in my opinion. Right. And that that could be true, but I could tell you one thing. Scott Linehan, they never never wanted to run. Only reason why Scott Linehan ran the football, because Jason Garrett was his head coach. But if Jason Garrett wasn't there, Scott Linehan would have been just like he was in Detroit. We would throw for 5,000 yards, get put out, don't even make that's the playoffs. And, that, but that's, and, a, that's a different and, conversation. Though, but yeah, yeah but, but that's what I'm saying. I, identity, and you have hit on this guy, keep preaching that. If this is our identity, I guarantee you, if we go to get to our identity and make the offensive line know, and I'm a former offensive lineman, the offensive line coach, head coach, if offensive linemen don't feel like you committed to the run, they're not going to block well. But if they feel the load of saying, this is how we win, they'll get down and get the job done because we got good enough players to do it. Sky, keep doing what you're doing, brother. You keep pushing the, the word out there, and, 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 and we hope you had a great holiday. Thank you, man. Happy New Year's to you and your family as well, Mark. Appreciate you, Coach. Yeah. I seen somebody here say, you know, and Tim, I think it was Tim. Where'd you go, Tim? Uh, he said, I don't know. Listening to Dak and Hard Knocks, he doesn't always agree with the coaches. Yeah, in practice. Looks great. What about in game day? That's when I need it. To, you know what I'm saying? That's what I That's when I need that, Tim. I need that, you know, whatever he said to Garrett Gilbert. I don't give a damn whatever he said. I didn't ask you to. I didn't ask you to come in for me. I need that on game day. Right? Need that on game day. Um, Los, you've been waiting patient. Oh, no, Mel. I'm sorry. Then Los. Mel. What's up, bro? Welcome back. Yeah, welcome right. back welcome back we here man, man we missed you the last couple of days man we missed you man um i know i got a gang of people bro so i'm not gonna stay on too long i tried to catch you over at uh texas live man i walked by i gave you the deuces but you was in your zone and uh i could i couldn't wait around you know for y'all to finish the show man it was oh, cold as hell out there. damn you should have got me man <laughs> yeah 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 it's all good though man it was uh, Scott, Scott's a little bigger than he than uh, he portrays on the camera, man. Scott's no, kind of big. Don't no, test him. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't no, test him, it. y'all. Don't test him. <laughs> nah, Jesse, my bodyguard, man. Jesse's humongous. Yeah, Jesse, he, he might, nah, man, he's bigger. But anyway, go ahead. Man, I, I don't I don't want to pretend to know more than the the other fans that have called in. I don't want to pretend to know more than Kellen. All I know is what. I'm seeing as a fan. Mm-hmm. Even when I watch the All 22, I don't want to. That's to me. I'm not. I'm not. You know, a quarterback. I'm not an offensive coordinator. None of those things. But one thing I could tell you is this team has no identity. Yeah. 
This team has no offensive scheme. So when they say that, oh, they're not bought into the scheme, there is no scheme. Yeah. There's just a collection of plays. That's it. There's there's no – even when we say the running game, well, what is the running game? Because if, when a team – when a team has a good running game, they have a running scheme. There, are, there can be a power running team. They might be a stretch play running team. They might be a zone run team. We're, they might be an RPO running team. We're none of those things. We're none of those things. We, we, we hand the ball off with no real purpose or intention. Mm. It's just to say we, we got to carry in. talking right now, there, boy. There, there, there's, there's no real, there's nothing really behind any of it. When Tony comes in, we might, we might run Tony up the A-gap sometimes, or sometimes we might toss it to him. Sometimes we might stretch him out. But there's nothing consistently with how you want to run the ball. With Zeke, you put him in the shotgun and you hand it off up the A-gap, or you stretch it out, or you toss it, but there's no real... This is how the Cowboys like to run the ball. There is nothing, even in the passing game. There was one play we had four wides. They all ran 15 yards and turned around. All four of them. Oh, do you know how many times? I, do you know how many times that happened on, on on tape? I mean, that happens all year, but but against Arizona, a ton of button hooks across the field. Yeah. So, so look, <laughs> I'm probably talking about one play. You could be talking about a completely different play, but yep. we're talking about the same play. There's, there's, there is no offensive scheme. They're just a collection of – that's why when Amari is saying we have plays that we don't run them, well, we probably just haven't got down the list of all the other crap that we got to run yet before we get to them. Mm. There is there's, – there's no designed way that we're attacking defenses to where the defense says, all right, this is what they're going to do. This is what we got to be prepared for. The defense, honestly, from week to week, they are coming in different. Some, some are coming in and going, hey, we'll take away the run. But we still do the same stupid runs. Some are coming in and going, hey, we're going to play the shell too high. So then we just throw the Dalton Schultz the whole game. But it's not really like even even getting the ball to Schultz. Mm. If you look at how we get the ball to Schultz versus how the Baltimore Ravens get the ball to Mark Andrews. And Schultz ain't no Mark Andrews. Nah, nah. Yeah, Mark right. Andrews is their, is their main weapon. We should be trying to get the ball to Coop like they get the ball to Mark Andrews. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No matter what you do, the first thing when you come in here, because there, to me there is no power running game, there is no speed running game, there is no zone running game. So if you're going to say, all right, what are, we as, what are we as an offense? If we're going to say we're a passing offense, then that has to stop and start with Amari Cooper. So it has to be, okay, when we go in, we got to stop Amari Cooper. When we when we were playing Arizona and D-Hop was out, we're going, well, D-Hop is out, so that's one less thing to worry about. When 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 Amari went out for us, we were all going like this. Well, eh, it's kind of not really that big of a deal. We, as you know Cowboy what? fans, we were saying that. The, the, the answer, when he, or, when he first went out. The issue really was staring at us right in our faces, but we were winning. And the, the issue is, the scheme, if you want to call it, is remember, remember when Kellen Moore said, we're going to aggressively take what the defense gives you. We didn't yeah. think at that time, right, because we were winning, right? And the spreading this thing around was working. Teams didn't figure out how to counter the Dallas Cowboys just yet. And what makes a great coach or a great co- I'm sorry, coordinator great is your counterpunch. What makes a great boxer great is your counterpunch. Do you have one? 
And I think we're seeing Kellen Moore doesn't have one just yet. So now the players, if 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 an offensive court, sorry, defensive coordinator comes out and they have the answers to the test, now the offensive players, the pressure is put on them even more. Um, and when you, as a player or as a fan or as just a business, if you as an employee, something's not working out, you go to the top, right? You say, hey, look, man, this ain't working. We, we got to figure something else out. We got to figure something else out. And you making excellent points. I don't think there is necessarily, and we said this how many times, there's not a scheme, but there's definitely not an identity. And Ezekiel Elliott, for instance, talking about running the ball, we, why don't we just treat him like what he is right now, and that's a power back? Why not just line up and do power stuff with Zeke and then do different multifaceted things with Tony Pollard? Zeke Elliott's averaging between about five yards per carry in between the tackles. Let that be Zeke because that's what he is now. And that's it. <laughs> Keep it simple. If you want, if you want to do, I forgot what we were calling it, but when they were bringing in the old linemen and putting them in the backfield. Well, I mean, do that uh, in the red zone. I don't like that shit when it's the thirty-yard line of our thirty and twenty. I can't stand that, brother. But but do it in the red I don't zone. Either, sure. But I'm saying, I'm saying, if if you're gonna run Zeke, then that's really, you know what I'm saying? Like he's got to run. That, that, him running from the shotgun, it's really never worked, but it's even it's, less work now. Yeah, it's, it's less work now. I mean, like you say, if, if, if what he is at this point is a two to five yard back, then that's what we expect to get is two to five yards when he runs the ball. Then he needs to be put in those, like you say, those power back situations. But, Tossing the ball to him, that ain't gonna work. You're not gonna get nothing. Yeah. Running Tony up the A gap. That, what is that? What are you trying to? It's just like, what type of running team are we? We're like, not. What are we even trying to get out of the run game? What are you trying to get out of Zeke? I mean, a it's lot of just, the running game against Arizona Cardinals was go to line of scrimmage. Oh, this is where they're at. Audible run. It it, it wasn't a lot of intentional exactly. stuff. Exactly. You know, exactly. Exactly. The stuff that worked the last few weeks, we didn't really do in this game. The stuff that worked against Washington on the road, where we had some of that pre-snap motion stuff, we didn't do. uh, Ass-snap motion, we didn't do. And I don't know how many times I've got to say this, Mel. um, But why why does Kellen see something successfully work, and then we don't do it again for for, uh, quite a long time, or at least the next game or whatever, like... At this point in the season, when your offense is, is struggling with being consistent, you find yourself six or seven goddamn plays, and you say, we are going to make these work until we get the other shit together. And I don't think we're doing that right now. Man, there, I'm going to get off after this. There was, there was one play that really stood out to me that just said, this team is not about getting the ball to its top players, but it's just more so about this is the play design. There was one play where I think uh, – I think it was said had an end had about a five yard in. Somebody else had an out on the same side, and Coop and uh, CD were on the other side, and um, uh, CD had a corner route. And soon as soon as the the, the uh, ball was snapped, the corner route was wide open. Dak never looked over there to the corner. He looked straight at um at Sid and threw the five-yard in route. Now, it was completed, but when we're saying, why don't we have the big plays? Because that's not the read. Like, yeah. there was no, there's no way that 
he looked to the third read first because if said was the if said is the number three receiver, he should be the third read. So then, why is Dak looking right at said Wilson and throwing the in route instead of looking at where your ballers are and seeing that you got a twenty yard corner route on the other side? Because there's no de- like, there's okay, no intention. There's no deliberate, stubborn intention to get them the ball. It's like you said. This is what the this is the play. Boom, 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 and go through it. I mean, I don't know what play you're talking about, so I can't speak on it. But I'm just speaking in general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you when you when you go through the the all twenty two like you normally do, man, you'll 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 find. I did. The ball I seen a, I seen a different play. I don't recall that one, but I seen a different play that made me say what you were kind of thinking there, or, or think what you were kind of saying there. Um, and it was the motion CD Lamb. It was a two by two set. Then they motion CD Lamb over to the right, and you had Amari Cooper, Noah Brown, CD Lamb. And at the snap, you had Noah Brown and well, the Dalton Schultz kind of run this weird mesh. Noah Brown was trying to find his way around the linebacker. Anyway, so then you had C.D. Lamb kind of float around to the flat, and then you had Amari Cooper do a post-corner route, which put pressure in that, in that coverage. The safety was over top, but the corner had to decide, do I come up and do I guard C.D. Lamb or do I go back and take Amari Cooper to make that uh, that pass a little tougher. Well, after a split second, he went back to make Amari Cooper, and then you had CeeDee Lamb underneath at a, for about a seven-yard game, but he would have won upfield for some yak on the sideline. But at the snap, it was one, two, three, and we're looking to the left. And in my head, yep. in my head I'm like, bro, Amari Cooper is over here. CeeDee Lamb's over here. I don't give a damn about who's on the left side. <laughs> I'm looking right here, and it's not like it's a one-read thing because, okay, if the cornerback plays back, then I'll just dump it off the CD, let him get yak. If the cornerback plays up, then I got Amari Cooper over the top. There needs to be a deliberate effort from the quarterback and the offensive coordinator to say, these boys right here are who you need to look at first and for for more than two seconds. And if it's not there, then you make a decision. There needs to be a deliberate effort to do that, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, man, hey, we'll see what happens with these next two games. Um, we know we got a home playoff game. We're going to be playing Arizona again, I, I believe. And, um, you know, we'll see We'll see what happens, man. But, um, yes, sir. you know, eh, eh. Yeah, <laughs> it's right, a nasty bro. taste of the mouth. Have a good one, man. Have a good one, Cowboy Nation. Yeah, uh, it's just left a nasty taste in my mouth, man. You know? uh, uh, they asked yesterday on Jay Tuck's show. Y'all don't sound too confident. And I'm like, let me be real. I said this on the postgame show. I needed this game. I, I needed Dallas to beat Arizona. I needed it for our confidence going into the playoffs. I'd be lying to y'all. I'd be fake to y'all if I came off of that game and be like, oh, yeah. Nothing happened to my confidence. Oh, man. Where everything's great. Y'all know me. I'm not that rah-rah. I'm not going to come on here and rah-rah y'all to death. There's some things that bother me, and I see our issue. I'm going to call it out. And I needed that game because we were struggling against some of these better teams in the second half of the season. And going into the into the playoffs, you wanted to beat a play. Literally, they are a playoff team, right? You wanted to beat a playoff team, and even in a close game. That's why going into that game, I didn't care about 56-14 type scores. Just win, right? Just pull it out win. It's going to be a close game, so win that close game against a playoff team because you're going to have to do it in the postseason. And then we'll dissect the the process and the way it happened. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. My, my confidence took a little hit. That's real. And anybody that 
tries to make it seem like, oh, you a fake fan because your confidence took a hit from that. That's fake <laughs> to me. You know, it, it, it took a hit, man. And I don't know how it couldn't after watching that game. That's not to say I don't believe in my team. That's not to say, like I said at the beginning of the show, Dallas can beat anybody on any given day. Dallas can also lose to any of these playoff teams on any given day. That's what they're showing me right now. So, without going to the playoffs saying, yes, we can do that, they got to show us. Like, this Eagles game, and we'll talk a little bit about it, but really, what is this Eagles game going to show me? Nothing, really. Lock this real quick. It's really not going to show me anything. That's why I was really hoping that this god dang on Cardinals game, they can get it done because that was your last pre-playoff, playoff type game. It's your last one. These last four weeks against these scrubs, it really wasn't. That was just a warm-up to get you to this point. Um, so now we just got to see it, man. What's up, Los? What up, Scott? Man, it would have been a lot better with that win, man. I'm, let me say that. But For I sure. only got these two and I'll be under the five minutes, man. So this team time. is capable of Super Bowl this year, period. And let me say that. And however, we have to establish a rhythm early. Offense and defense, and it starts offensively. Offense has to find a way to get back his rhythm. And here's a here's the thing, Sky. Last caller hit it. Offensively, we need an identity. With everything getting with with getting everyone that works and start applying it. This game, we never established a run. Three carries for Pollard. Not just this nine game. Carries for Close. Go ahead. It's not just this game. It's all five losses. Yep. And and I'm and I'm just gonna speak for this game. So this game, we are both running backs only equal for twenty five yards, with your leading rusher being Dak for twenty yards. Think about that. Twenty five yards for the combined running. Think about it. I've been talking about it all day, Los. <laughs> yeah. And like that's crazy. We can't. We can't do that. And no. this. And then we didn't even try to establish the pass with Cooper. We only got three receiving yards. I don't. I don't. I don't have an exact number on his targets, but he only had three receiving yards for eighteen yards. Three and CD three receiving yards for fifty-one yards. Sixteen yards total, under a hundred yards receiving. So we never we. What what are we? You know, like the last caller hit it. Like, are we going to be in attack de- uh, attacking these defense in our zone? Are we going to pound that rock and you know let this let our big boys make those gaps? You know, we, and hit that rock. We are aggressively take what the defense gives you, and it didn't click. It it, it took seventeen weeks for me to, under, to not understand it, but to like let it all come together. But that's exactly how your quarterback plays. You know what I'm saying? That's how he plays. He's going to aggressively take, and I use quotes and aggressively, take what the defense gives you. And defense said, oh, is that what you're going to do? All right, Dalton Schultz. <laughs> All right, Zeke and TP underneath. Go ahead. Go ahead. And if you don't hit on those on those plays, those small window opportunities to, to get a deep ball or to get a, a play to Cooper or Amari, if you don't deliberately get the ball to them, then we're going to dictate to you where to throw the ball. I just think that mentality low-key is like my, my guy Okoye says. It's a beta mentality. 
we're going to we're going to aggressively take what you tell us to take. All right. I mean, I get it. Distribution works here and there, but there's certain parts of the season, certain parts of the game where there needs to be a deliberate effort to get your playmakers to rock. Screw allowing the defense to dictate what you do. Exactly, Sean. And I said it earlier in the year, I see Dak as a Peyton Manning or Tom Brady type of play style. Suits him, bless. Suits him best. He's not a shotgun quarterback anymore. Let him do what he does best and let him go to the line and hurry things up. Let him roll out. And he's almost, almost every single time he's almost under center, he's almost perfect with his passing and getting that rock out to Cooper, CD, and letting these guys get that rock and make big plays. I don't know what's so hard about that. And we needed a scheme to attack what the defense is giving. I don't mind that. But, like, don't don't hold your players back and let's be like, all right, I'm only going to give you two to receive, two targets. Do your best, you know. Sure. Like, that will work. Like, I've seen him make all types of throws, Sky. He has put the money on the ball many times. So don't hold him back from what he does best. And we know we can't rely on special teams. Let's be honest with ourselves on that. Why? Like, there needs to be a – Special teams have been good this year. You're talking about the kicker. Yeah, just the kicker. Okay. Like, yeah, just the kicker. And I, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I don't know if you have an old head neck, but I can't blame old. We do that. not say his but. name anymore. It is he's Voldemort on this channel because he had made 11 straight field goals last week before we got we brought him up, and then he did what he did. So this is the second time this year where he's oh he's doing okay. We talk about him and he misses a kill, field goal. So he is Voldemort on this channel. He is now known as the kicker. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, we need to go on that field and start with that mindset. Like, I'm going for 40 and 50, et cetera, because this team is capable of doing it. Like, if we put our foot on the gas, we're capable of putting 40-plus any given quarter, Kyle. And let's let's say this. The conference has been unlocked. Come on back if there's in. there's a flag Come on back in, the day, the game, to the side of the game, and there's a challenge, it's not going to go our way, Scott. We we know that the Zebras, New York, or anyone is not going to be in the favor of the Cowboys Nation. You know, we got all these things against us, so we got to make it work. And you know, nice. let's put the show in the world and let's make let's make this run. We're capable of it, and it's all going to come down to Mike and Keller. And I'm with I'm with Mike McCarthy all the way. We cannot give him credit for what he has built here in Dallas, especially flip, flipping that coin and bring bringing Dan Quinn defensively. So let's give him his praise. And I, and let me send you out with this Spanish, and I'll, I'll leave it to you, Sky. Gracias por escuchar el mejor día de la mañana de YouTube. Hablando de aquí de los Dallas Cowboys, Skywalker Steel. Gracias. Adios. Los with his, Los with his, appreciate you, Los. Appreciate you, Los. Uh, y'all snuck a couple more up in here, didn't y'all? Uh-huh. My bad, DMV. I don't know what happened, bro. But I got you. What's up, man? What's going on, man? Yeah, I had an opportunity to listen to uh, most of the show, man. I think that, like, uh, the points that you made in the beginning were, were spot on the money, man, um, spot on the money as far as the run game goes. And, man, I feel like I could even take it a little bit further and sure. say that I don't even know that Kellen, with his experience, um, even knows how to show the commitment to the run game um, right. as he does the pass game. Because, he, I mean, he's never really had to get it out of the mud as a coordinator. He's always been around talent. So I don't know if he knows necessarily 
how to really get the run game going because he's never had to work at this university or that university mm-hmm. or here to, to where it's like, hey, they're playing these techniques, so maybe we need to make adjustments here. Um, but what I've noticed is that, like, batted passes, interceptions, and completions, we somehow make the adjustments in the pass game. With the run game, if we run a couple inside zones or we try a couple inside run concepts, we give up on it a, a little bit too easy without really making those adjustments to get it going. Um, if you look at games that we were blowing teams out, Washington, um, the Giants, we spent those garbage time Throwing. trying to get the passing game going and not the run game going where those are your opportunities <sighs> to try and work on those things, and yeah. we didn't do those. So, you know, uh, you brought up some clips about Tony Pollard. Um, th- those are actually, you know, plays that I was talking about. Uh, one of the callers talked about the outside run and the outside um, concept. A lot of Tony Pollard's uh, breakaway runs are those outside concepts yep. uh, that, you got, that you guys brought up, and we haven't been running those. And then I looked at the clip where it was where, where, where I don't know who it was uh, said, hey, you know, we're saving plays for Tony Pollard in the playoff. Why, as an offensive coordinator, would you ever really save plays like you brought up? You have an opportunity to see what it looks like and then make the proper adjustments. Facts. I just don't. I, I just don't believe that. If Tony was that bad off as far as his foot, and you don't want him to get hurt. Why is he active? I just don't buy that. You know. I, I mean, those are just things. I mean, I don't. I'm not an offensive coordinator at, at a high level. I'm at a high school level. But there's no way that I'm ever really saving plays for that because you can you, you never know what's going to happen. You need you, to win. You need and you also need to know if it can work and if it doesn't, how to adjust. When you get into the playoffs, DMV, you know this. Each possession is so important. Each possession yeah. matters so much that if you try to run, say you run three plays um, that you didn't run in the in the regular season, that, that's not on film and they're not successful. You really don't have time to sit on that sideline and say, all right, how do we counter this every because you're you're thinking about the next play. You're thinking about the next possession. So the fact that this whole holding stuff back, I think it's a mistake. And it's 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 really a huge gamble and it has to work because if it doesn't and you end up losing, there is no tomorrow. So now you got all off season to figure out how to make it work for week one of twenty twenty two. So you know, there I think it was Philip Tanner who told me this. You cannot emulate game situations. There, there's no better rep than a game rep. So, like, you have yeah. to you have to put it on tape so you can know if it works or if it doesn't work. If one thing that you even said right there, you said you have an offseason. You might not even have an offseason if you're holding plays back knowingly and everybody, if, if that's what, what's being said. I just yeah. don't buy that narrative. I, I just don't buy it. I think that that's a cop-out. I think that they need to figure out how to run effectively and, and I, I just think that they're looking for answers, and that's just a media spin, in my opinion. I, I, I just don't buy it. Oh, know? Oscar, I was about to get to you, bro. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I trust Chris Arnold is a, is a trusted guy around here in Dallas. Uh, he's a two-time Hall of Fame radio host. You know, he obviously has contacts uh, in with the Dallas Cowboys. Half of me wants to believe what yeah. he says. The other half of me is like, are we, this can't be true, right? Because, like, this doesn't make sense. I think they just told him that is what I'm saying. I, you know, I think that whoever the source was, that's just that, that's just was told because obviously nobody's just gonna 
tell team secrets like that. I mean, you, I'm pretty sure you've been in locker rooms and people have been in locker rooms. You're not just going to say, well, we're holding stuff back. Like, I, I, I don't know, man, because that was a, that was almost a, that was about as much win of a game as we we can kind of think of, in my opinion. Didn't hurt us for playoffs, but seeding. I mean, you're trying to win. That's another thing. I mean, like, I don't like, know. Perfect. I'm glad you brought that up. It slipped my mind because I ha- I wanted to prepare to say that after he he talked about holding back. I mean, why, why would you hold back when if you have a player that you think can score or put you in position to score or help win a game, why wouldn't you utilize that on Sunday to maintain the number two seed so you can get multiple playoff games at home? Exactly. That's why yeah. I'm not really buying it, bro. But, I mean, people but can. Then, but, yeah, but, nah, bro, but listen, but then you got Mark Cooper coming out saying, yeah, we got covered two beaters. We just ain't running them. Huh? I agree with that. Like, <laughs> I agree with that. What are we doing out here, man? It's too, there's too many good players. That's 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 what bugs me, right? When you got so many good players on that offense side of the ball, but there's this level of inconsistency, it's one thing to go through a little slump. It's one thing to have here and there. But this this level of inconsistency in the second half of this season is is mind blowing to me. Absolutely, man. And you know, I'm gonna let some other guys get on the call, but you know, I just kind of had to. I even wrote down my points so that I was more clear and concise. And you appreciate know, I'm, that, I'm I really rambling. do. <laughs> yeah, but I, hey, appreciate you, man. Appreciate all the work that you guys do, man. And I just know we're gonna get things right, and you know, we're gonna make a run, man. Just you know, we have to be patient, but I would rather take I would rather take these lumps now and have these questions now than in the playoffs. So hopefully, they work out the kinks and we get things going. Indeed, man. Appreciate your DMV. Make sure y'all check him out. Uh, let them know where they can find your work at, bro. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, DMV Fanatic, man, on YouTube, man. Uh, you guys can just type in DMV Fanatic, and you'll see all of my work. I appreciate you, bro. Thanks, man. Yeah. I, I, I hope they get it together. I hope they figure it out. You know? Have the ability. You have the talent. We've seen it. We've seen this team be able to do it. But I ain't going to lie to you. That, that game hurt me a little bit. That game that game hit my soul a little bit, man. And I know Ted was like, oh, well, it didn't affect my confidence because of the referees, brother. If you're going into the – and maybe they'll get a call. In, if you're going into these playoffs thinking that the referees are going to help you out more than they don't, you're setting yourself up for failure. You're setting yourself up for failure, man. That's why I got my little referee ran out the way about that one call because – I've allowed myself to be that way, but I'm going into this game expecting or this postseason expecting to get the job done in spite of them. Unfortunately, I told y'all I'm none to it. And that's whether it's fair or folly. That's just how I feel. I'm not expecting them to ever favor the Cowboys, bro. So we just going to have to overcome it, unfortunately. And then if it does cost us, we call them out, man. That's all we can do, bro. That's all we can do. Um, I got you the lunatic after old head and then three, one, five. Good morning, O'Head. I don't have a voice for you today, brother. I know. It's tough, man. It's tough. To... Really, really, I'm down. But listen, I appreciate I you telling it like it is, and that tells me you're not on anybody's payroll. Not at all. Uh, and by that, I mean, well, you know what I mean, because there are people who are going to say anything Jerry Jones wants them to say as long as he's writing the checks. My problem, first of all, before we even get into that, I have to send props to Michael Gallup, uh, I don't know if it was Amari or somebody in the press conference yesterday or, or after the game that said, that told the truth about Michael, and that is that he felt his knee pop 
before he made that touchdown catch. And he still had the presence of mind to put his mind off the knee and turn around and make that incredible catch, knowing that his knee was effed up, you know, and that he was going to be going down. And as soon as he caught the ball, you know, he he laid down and grabbed his knee. But he caught the ball knowing full well that his knee was torn up for the year. And that, to me, tough guy. I've said a lot of, I've said a lot of questionable things about Gallup, and that, to me, solidified his position as far as I wish they would hang on to him. Now, everything that's been said so far, you don't create momentum the last game of the season. Mm. We had it going, Washington, New York, Washington. Depends on the uh, team. We had, it, we, had it, we had it going in. If you look at all the championship teams, the momentum starts – the last four or five games of the season. And then we let this damn Smurf come in here and make us look stupid and go nine and oh, and everybody talks about, Oh yeah, he you know, Allen high school, who gives a sh- pardon me. And, and I'm not even fussing about your mouth because I'm real close to doing it myself. Yeah, there you go. Tell him. Uh, Tell him. But you know, I mean, he was great in Allen and everybody loved him. And, you know, of course he went to A&M and that ticked off a lot of people when he transferred to OU, but I don't care. I didn't call to talk about the Smurf. As far as I'm concerned, the problem with the Cowboys is what has always been the problem. And and you don't like me to go back in history, but once upon a time, uh, back with some of the earlier middle of the range Landry teams, the New York Giants guy said, you know, it, it may not be possible to outplay the Cowboys but you can damn sure outthink them. And that's how they would lose games is because teams could outthink them even when they had all-star Hall of Fame players. And right now, the problem that, that has always existed since 1989, well, actually since 1993 when we lost Jimmy, was you've got a billionaire owner who thinks that he's the smartest person in the room from a football sense. He's got a billionaire ego. He's great at making money, and that to him translates into he's great at calling the shots off the, on the team. And, and he refuses to get the hell out of the way and let football people do football things. He refuses to hire a general manager because his ego, I'm the, I'm the socks and jocks guy. I'm going to be the one that's the general manager, which is total bullshit. Pardon me. But Jerry Jones will always Jerry Jones will always be a moneymaker, and oh, consequently, shit. he's extremely popular with the NFL because he has taught the NFL how to make money, and that's why they will let him get away with some of the stuff he does. But he will not hire a general manager who is a football guy. He's got Will McClay, but Will McClay has had handcuffs on since the beginning. He will not let a head coach run the team because every day you got to turn on 105.3 the fan and go hello this is jerry jones of the dallas cowboys and you're listening to 105.3 the fan <laughs> he does that's you the, know that's the and, commercial and that, well i mean you know oh, i'm yeah. sorry i mean no, i listen, like 105.3 hey, let me let me let me stop but, you real quick let me you, stop you because because you're you, going to go down this go rabbit ahead, hole with ahead, jerry bro and i feel your anger and i, I listen i 100 that's why i let you go a little bit because i get it bro i totally 100 percent understand but but I've come to terms with this about Jerry long ago. I've been saying this for a long time, man. It, it, Jerry is who he is. This team is – we all say the same thing, right? We It starts at the top. 100% get it. 
unfortunately, whoever's the head coach has to overcome that, bro. So I'm I'm not I don't want to go too much in depth on this because I've done it a million times. You've said everything you said is great. Uh, but but we're talking about what happened on Sunday and how we can move forward in the playoffs, brother. So and Jerry well, ain't going nowhere. But my, I get your frustration. My final I appreciate deal. My final deal because I'm 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 thinking that Mike right now is almost too afraid to to make a move for for, for fear that he's going to be a two time loser as far as jobs go. You know he's you afraid he'll... to make a decision. He's frozen. In, in making a, a move as far as time management, he won't tell Bones, get rid of the damn kicker. Mm. Zerline has lost, missed 14 points in the three games I, we lost by a total oh, he, of eight points. He's the kicker. Just say you the are, kicker. We don't say his name no more on this channel. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. I thought it's pretty obvious who we're talking about. That's okay. But we have, the, we have the horses on the field, like you said, if we'll just let them play. But the problem is – the you know the coach the special teams coach has had too much to say about it uh the one person that made the all pro team was the one guy he didn't bring with him i don't think he brought our punter with him no. but you know he's done a fantastic job mm. um the kicker forget him you know he needs to be gone and the problem is we we haven't been we haven't put Dak in a position to be successful and the problem and, and you know right now Dak is another Romo he just hadn't quite made it there yet you know well, even Staubach cr- would cross Landry once in a while when he was running for his life and had to make those yeah. incredible captain comeback plays and Troy Aikman you know Troy didn't give a damn Troy would tell the coach get out of my face I'm running the team and he would win the team and that's the reason he's he's our all-time champion but right well, now Dak has the team. I got called. I know, bro, but I got I got called a racist yesterday oh, because I had the audacity to suggest that Dak wasn't making the decisions he needed to make because of Dak being a mixed race person. That's total crap. I don't care if he's purple with green spots. Okay, he's a Dallas Cowboy quarterback, therefore he's my guy. Going with this, and he's your guy, and he's all of our guys, and I want him to be successful but he's got to be they've got to take the shackles off of him kellen moore you know i think right last now point, he's afraid. last point oh here because we starting to get we starting to go everywhere okay our, our court our coaches so i already said what i said about our head coach our our offensive coordinator i'm thinking is a little bit scared right now because he's not the boy wonder everybody thought he was and they're mm-hmm. finding out he's you know he is fallible coach q has been through it before i don't think that quinn is to blame for uh, for Sunday, I think he did his best, and the team just wasn't as prepared as we thought they were. But it could have been a it's, it's leadership, brother. It's leadership. We have the horses on the field. I say, take the reins off, let them play. Okay. God bless you. Watch your mouth. <laughs> take <laughs> the take iron. care. And I will. Uh, <laughs> I will be listening tomorrow, just like I always am. And you have a, a great, uh, as good a Tuesday as you can. And I will see you later. Wednesday, but appreciate you. <laughs> That's the thing with O'Head. You you gotta you gotta bring him in. Rope him in there, man. He'll say some good things and then you pull him back out there. He's stuck. Oh, what are we talking about, man? Raising. Talking about. Um I want to get to a point where you talked about outthinking. Yeah, I, I definitely and we talked about this on the post game show. I gotta write some of these things down when he talked. Boy, it's a lot of them. 
But the, the, the post-game show, we talked about how we believed and gave a lot of uh, credit to Vance Joseph and Coach Bro, which is Cliff Kingsbury, for out-coaching the Dallas Cowboys. 100% did. Um, I think, again, I think the defense did some things to win the game. I don't think they were as inconsistent as the offense, but they played their part in the loss as well. And Dan Quinn could have been a slightly better. And here's what I mean. He ran man concepts 45 times against Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. The closest team, this is per, said Brad Sham, Bob Sturm. The, the team who ran the second most man coverage snaps against Arizona was the Rams, and it was 25. And the Rams lost that game. So maybe Dan was like, hey, we're going to try to come in here and do something different and, 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 and do something that no other team has done. He ran it 45 times and uh, got smoked a few on, on some of those big plays. But that's just me pointing out where they could have been better in that game. But for the most part, I don't really have a ton of issues with the defense. The one I do, though, is when he said he got outcoached or got outthought or what have you, whatever the word is. The biggest sequence for me in the in the second half of the game on Sunday was the goal line scenario right before we called a timeout. 27. J. Ron Curse. They'll tell you he was on Twitter. He said, I own up to it. He's got to catch that. Right, like he's got to catch that interception. Not catching that interception, right after that, as we talked about, they run out this fake, fake field goal. Dallas is scrambling, not sure what's going on. Burns one. So many things happen because of that. Number one, obviously, you get the interception, you don't allow them to get a touch or uh, points. Period. Three points off the board, you get the rock, get a chance to go get the point. That's the biggest one. Number two, you then burn the timeout, and we found out. The timeout was going to be needed for number three, the fumble at the end of the game. So that was one of those scenarios where Coach Bro got the best of Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys and Bones Fossil. Brando, my man Brando says, Sky, man, a negative mind would never give you a positive life. We got to stop doubting my guy. I'm not sure who your guy is. We good. Um, Yeah, Brando, I'm not sure how new or old you are on this channel. But your boy is furthest thing from negative. Sometimes I get, I got people that have argued up and down with me, called me names, called me all types of things for, for being positive. <laughs> so about a player or uh, the team or whatever. So your boy's not a negative guy. I'm just call it how I see it from what I saw. I told you I still have confidence in his team, but it took a hit. Uh, come on here five days a week. I ain't gonna come over here on here and be rah-rah. We're going to talk about everything if it was good or bad. So not negative, Brando. Just want to illustrate with some of the visuals in the in the video what I've seen and, and talk about some of the issues that I've seen from a loss. I mean, it was a loss, right? At the end of the day. Um, we got an Eagles fan up in here. Philadelphia, man, I ain't seen you in, in, in over here in forever. Oh, we... Got the Eagles this week. That's why, and they and they clinched the playoffs, and they think they're. Did you see the stat on uh, on Twitter? The Eagles are the only team in the playoffs that have not beat a team with a winning record. Not one. Find that interesting. All right, man. I got my guy, the Lunatic, in the building. Usually, don't hear from the Lunatic in the morning, so I appreciate you, bro. What's up? 
Good morning, Cowboys Nation. Feliz Año Nuevo. A couple of days later, but thank you very much for taking my call, Sky. Hope everybody's doing well. Oh, no problem, man. I appreciate you calling as always, man. What you got for us? This is what is a little troubling, unsettling. I'll use that word, unsettling. I'll be politically correct. When you have Mike McCarthy, Dak, saying playoff playoff football starts this week. Oh, yeah, this is going to be how the playoffs go. We're going to make a statement, and then... You see what hap- how they came out with Arizona. We let the number two seed, we let that second home playoff game get away from us versus Arizona. Was it going to be a tough, tough game? Yes, that's what playoff games are. Was it going to be a gut-wrenching, nail-biting, you know, knockout thing? Yes, that's what playoff games are. When you say, here's where my statement would have been. After the kicker would have missed that 43-yard field goal, we saw what uh, that player did up there in Tampa Bay. Mike McCarthy should have gone up to the kicker and said, take off your damn jersey, give me your pads, get the hell out of here. That's what his statement should have been to the team, saying this is unacceptable. We are trying to win playoff games. This is a playoff-type game. You are not helping us, therefore you are hurting us. Now get off the field and let's win the game. The other statement that could have been made, and I hope they don't announce it, but I hope they do it in the playoff game, is Tony Pollard is going to be our starting running back. Too too much politics. We have complained about it for decades about the politics. If I'm going to get one yard, two yards, at least, I can see a 18-yard, 27-yard run in between those one- and two-yard runs. Yeah. Mike McCarthy, again, sending that statement. And as far as the offensive coordinator holding back, there's only 17 of them. We just lost the second seed. Again, a second home playoff game. If we're holding things back, that is just, I'm sorry, there's not even a word that I, that is FCC I know, bro. I know. That. I feel you. I can't f- figure out a word either without getting this thing, you know, uh, cut off. But, yeah, it's frustrating. And, again, we have Mike McCarthy, his whole career, a play caller, offensive quarterback whisperer, you know, offensive guru, etc. We've had Joe Philbin, offensive coordinator under McCarthy, Miami head coach. We've got Nussmeyer, former offensive coordinator, We've got offensive consultant, McAdoo, who's also been an offense coordinator and a head coach for the Giants. That's how he got the job as offensive, as the Giants. And none of these guys can go up to Kellen Moore and say, hey, I think this, 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 you know, season, help him out. This is only his fourth year as OC. Third. That's pretty early. That is pretty, pretty, pretty. It's only his third. Young to be an offense coordinator. And especially because Kellen Moore, coming from a system, I think Kellen Moore... As other callers say, what's your identity? Oh, he thinks runs is, you know, something we do in between eight pay pass plays. That is not the way you win in the playoffs. Mm-mm. But can this get fixed? Yes. What you're saying about this Philadelphia game, treat it like, to me, treat it like a third preseason game. Get your starters in there. Get some good momentum. One good rep at a time. And, yeah, we could have had an easier route. We're going to have to take the hard route. Unfortunately, we've seen that, but can it get done? Yes. GMs around the NFL always say, Dallas has a great roster. You know, they just got to put things together. Well, we got to put things together. 
we, we could have had it easier. Now we're going to have to go over the hard route. So it's still possible. Man, Absolutely. I would have liked that second seed, but let's, let's do it this way then. Let's do it the hard way. Some people want to do it the hard way. We will do it the hard way then. I mean, listen, man, oh. once you get into the postseason, anything obviously can happen. And again, I don't want, I don't want people, I don't want to get away from this because it's, it's a, it's the first show since the, since the game. So it feels very negative because we lost, but like I said, my confidence to get, but at the end of the day, you have the team that can beat anybody in the playoffs, but you also have a team that can lose anybody. Let's not, let's not get away from that. You can get in the playoffs and get on a run. Exactly. That's what I'm hoping for. You know what? One positive play at a time. You gain momentum. And do we have the, the horses to do an offense? Yes. And on defense, hey, J. Lou, you made that play there. Sorry about that. You're out. Anthony Brown, go to the slot. Bob, yeah. man, let's see what our future is. Yeah. I like that on defense. That's why I wanted those statements on offense and special teams. I'm sorry. I, if you're going to ride or die with the kicker, I'm out. I'm out because too inconsistent. Very. Too inconsistent, McCarthy. You are the head coach. That's why you get paid that, that, that salary. You need to make tough decisions. It's all, well, yeah, it's going to be good. We're going to watch the film, get some things adjusted. No, sometimes you say, I'm sorry. That's it. You lost my confidence. Let's get somebody else in here that can make those 40 to 50-yard field goals, the money zone for field goals. Yeah, there's no excuse for. I mean, I don't know what happened on the sideline. I wish they. I hope they chewed him out. Man, I can't. You really can't chew him out because he has to have confidence the next play. But but it, it sucked, man. It sucked, and I hope that doesn't come back to bite the Cowboys in the butt. He he's such an enigma because he's been a clutch kicker throughout his career, and he's been clutch this year in the fourth quarters. But what happens all the time? Those first quarter misses come back to bite the Cowboys in the butt. But hey, lunatic, appreciate you, good brother. Scott, thank you very much for uh, the, the great information, for letting our callers go in and give our insights on something. Because, yeah, even though we might have, oh, even Philadelphia saying, oh, you're going to be our backups. I don't care. I'm going to sweep you, and I'm going to remind you next year about that, you goddamn <laughs> filthy bird. It does not matter. We're on our quest for six. You're just a stepping stone along the way. So, Cowboy Nation, keep your heads up. It is not over yet. There are still snaps to be played. Until we work thinking draft, I'm going to think we can still turn this around. Absolutely. So, Cowboys Nation, have a great one. Bendiciones, guy, and puro pinche Cowboys. Oh my God, I appreciate you as always. The Luna Tick. Here's what we going to do. We're going to get this last caller in, and I'm going to do a quick little hashtag before we get out of here. And my lady was right. B-Bird was right. We're going to get it all in in one day. Nah, tomorrow I think we're going to have a Koye on, so we'll do another hashtag, I guess. Or should I save it for that? Maybe I'll just save it for tomorrow. We'll see. Let me get 315 in here. We'll see how 315 does. I'm not sure who this is, so he may be the one that dictates. What's up, 315? Yo, what's going on, man? What's going on, man? Who's this? Let me first ask that. Listen, this is um, this is Big Cat from New York. Big Cat, um, I'm all the right. Cat that called, I'm, I'm the cat that called in and um, sung my boy's song, um, We Still Them Boys. Ah. Well, we can't uh, sing that today, bro. We can't sing it today, man. No, no, hell no, hell no. Mm-mm. So listen, um, first of all, one of the things I wanted to say is one of the reasons why I listen to your show, dog, is is the idea that you have intelligent callers, people people that are emotional but have an understanding. So yeah. you're not fanatic, you're fans. You know what I'm saying? The the that yeah. idea 
is is awesome to listen to in in respects to a lot of things that you hear on the radio, you know, blogs and and everything else, podcasts, yeah. whatever. Um, I I've been I've been under this thought with Kellen Moore that Kellen Moore is boy wonder under like opponents or opponents that he's been against more than twice and mm. he seems to have he seems to have a, a recipe or a remedy so common for opponents. These opponents yeah for com that's the word that I'm looking for I guess for for the more common repeated opponents he seems to have the better recipe but then when you have guys that come in here and he doesn't see but so often he has an extreme problem. This is where Mike McCarthy should come in for me. He has an extreme problem with the variations or the adjusting to the variations. Sure. So I'm watching. Go ahead. No, I'm saying sure. I'm with you. Yeah. So I'm watching the idea of of sitting here and watching Schultz not block a wet paper bag in the rain. I'm 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 watching um the idea that the running game is literally not non-existent not just non-existent because they're not utilizing the game or being persistent in the calls there is no variety there oh, the gosh. blocks traps pulls nothing being done in the and just like you said in these games that they lost in these games they let, that they lost, they literally shoot the parachute up on the run game. I'm watching the idea, and and again, it's. I mean, what more do you say about what more do you say about the kicker? Not a damn thing, not a damn thing, Scott. This, he shouldn't have had his game. He should have lost his game. He he shouldn't be on the team anymore. It it he should have been fired. I don't know what's going on, but I don't know how he comes back holding, next year. That's that's you and me both. But the idea of holding back and losing the second seed, okay, and you had things within that game. I mean, even if you watch it, if you turn back and you watch part of some of just some of the plays, this is not a that thing. This is a compound. Football to me is a compound sport. It there's a reaction to everything. So if you if there are mistakes that happen, those mistakes build if you don't correct them. And that's what seems to have happened or happens with the Cowboys. They compound their problems mm. by not addressing the first problem. If you're if you're gonna have Dak roll out, you gotta you gotta stop the rush. You have you literally, literally have to make sure that he has the ability to get to the outside so that he can make his extended read. The, it's just so there's there's so many things, man. It, it, I'm not like you said. It took the wind out of my sail. You know what I'm saying? That's where I'm at with this with this you, um lat, with this game. It took the wind out of my sails, and I'm like, dude, you had the opportunity. You had the you had the golden goose by the neck. You had the golden goose by the neck, and you let and you laid the egg. Yeah, you, you would have extreme egg. Granted, the, the Detroit Lions probably would have lost to Green Bay anyway, but you would have put pressure on Green Bay to have to play. <laughs> right, they would have had to play, and so the exactly. idea of holding back definitely is frustrating. Exactly. So I appreciate you, man. Listen, always, 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 I appreciate you. 
appreciate your listeners as well, you know what I'm saying, being able to hear, being able to stay on long enough, you know, because you have, except for that Brandon cat who seemed like he didn't know what he was listening to. Yeah, I don't I, know who he was. You say Brandon? But, um, yeah, Brandon, one that said that you was. That oh, you were, Brando. Uh, no, I, I looked in the yeah. chat. He said he was just sad because of the post-game show. We were, again, in the post-game show, okay, Big Cat, okay. you know, after a loss or after any post-game show, it's raw emotion. We don't get a chance to rewatch yeah, anything. Yeah. There's no replay. I, I lied to y'all not. As soon as that clock hits zero, we click go live. So our raw emotions are out there. And after that game, I, you know, it was, it, was, it was tough. It was frustrating. So it wasn't like a, a fun, positive show. There was some negativity to it, which that's just normal. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, yeah, I said it made him sad. So I think it was more so about that than it is that, you know, I'm negative in general. So we, we, we squared that up. But, hey, Big Cat, man, excellent call. Appreciate you as always. Definitely call in more often, man. All right, bro. Appreciate you. Great call from Big Cat. Way to end it out. Way to end it out, man. Way to end it out. Um, I'll do a few hashtags. We'll do a few hashtag hashtags A to Z because I see a lot of people uh, in the chat getting on Philadelphia. Y'all keep doing y'all thing. That's what I love about y'all. And people come in here, we get trolls coming here, do the. And again, Philadelphia, don't take that as an offense. Being an ugly troll that you are, just take that as a. This is what you are. You know, you can be an ugly troll. Just don't be crazy. You know, then you got to go. And from what I've seen you across all these platforms, you, your most Eagle fans are mostly that anyway. So my chat handled this thing. We'll do a couple. We'll do a couple hashtag A to Z's. But for those that missed it, you know, he was talking about holding back. This is what I played earlier that kind of had me ticked off. And I also know because I have Intel, too. They've got plays for him. The saving for the playoffs. I'm talking about Pollard. They do not want him to be hurt. When they had him rest because of that plantar fasciitis tear in his foot, it was a good break. But at the same time, they don't want to overexpose him because they've got some stuff designed for him for the playoffs. Just letting you know. That's what he was referring to and what we've been referring to um, all morning. So, hey, man, whatever they holding back, it better damn sure work in the postseason. It better work in the postseason. All right, with that said, if we don't got any hashtags, I think we're going to wrap it up, and we'll bring that back tomorrow because we pretty much covered just about damn near everything today. Uh, but we'll bring on – I'm going to hit up a Koye. Tomorrow will be a Koye Thursdays. I mean, we'll br- briefly break down this Eagles game, but it will be more about what we want to see Dallas do in this Eagles game in regards to with the players, maybe get some rhythm, et cetera, et cetera. We'll also – kind of put a cap, put a bow or, or what have you on this Cardinals game with Okoye. So we'll, we'll bring Okoye on and we'll talk and we'll talk with y'all. Maybe we'll open the lines tomorrow. We'll see since it's been a weird week. And then Friday be fan Friday as we head into week 18. So let me hop back in here, see if I can get a few. Uh, My guy Marcus said, A to Z, Greg the stanky leg. I'm losing confidence in Kellen Moore. Fair. Absolutely fair. Let's see. Uh, CJ says, hashtag A to Z. I think we can still handle Green Bay if we get there. Yeah, CJ, I, I, that's the thing. Like, I'm I'm full 100% believe that we can match up with anyone. That's the thing about those five losses. All four of the five losses, it wasn't like, yo, Dallas just got whooped. Only Denver that happened. We can all agree that was just a cluster F of, of, of things that happened throughout that game from offense, defense, and special teams. All three areas 
it was awful. Um, but all these other games, Dallas is right there. Dallas is going to be able to compete with any of these teams. They just got to be able to get over the hump. And that's why I thought that Cardinals game for me was important so I can kind of, all right, yep, I feel good about it because I've seen it happen recently. And moving for, into the playoffs, you're going to see teams like this. You're going to get into games like this. So um, I'm with you. I still think they can they can bang with anybody, man. They can bang with anybody. But can they make those adjustments? That's one of the things our, our caller Big Cat said from New York. You know, the adjustments have been kind of a hit and miss. Jamie and Cal, hashtag A to Z. Which side you got more confidence in going to the playoffs, offense or defense? Uh, defense. That was a question we had in the pregame show on Sunday. It, it's definitely the defense um, because I've seen them compete at a high level against good good offenses. Philadelphia, you ain't you ain't stopping in here, huh? Uh, Brian Bradford, every time the Cowboys had a chance to increase their position in NFC, they play a dud. Uh, Denver Raiders, Arizona. I would say Denver was a dud. I wouldn't call Raiders in Arizona a dud. I just think those were really good games. I, you know, sometimes we got to remember, right, B, where, you know, this is the NFL. And that's why going into that game, if the score prediction I had was 27-23. I didn't think Dallas would score more than three touchdowns. I think it was going to be a blowout. I didn't think this was going to be one of those games where you come out like, how do you want? No, I thought this was going to be a hard, tough game. Ended up being on his, flipped on his head. They won 25-22. So, you know, it's not always going to be that way. It's going to be tough. And this is how it's going to be in the playoffs. It's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough. Uh, my man DMV said, hashtag A to Z, what would you like to see from this team in the Eagles game to solidify our chance to make a run in the playoffs? It's so tough. It's a, because I don't I hate that they moved this game to Saturday. I hate it. It's a glorified preseason game unless three things happen on su- Sunday. So what would I like to see? I don't I'll tell you this, DMV. I don't think anything Dallas does is an indicator for the playoffs. But if they do play Jalen Hurts, if they do play Miles Sanders, there's a lot of people that are on this reserve. I don't know who they're going to play. If they do play them in the time that the starters are out there or whatever, I would like to see how they handle the read option, how they handle the the, the RPO, because I think they did a solid job against uh, Kyler Murray and that read option until the fourth quarter, right? The fourth quarter, they ran deliberate quarterback draw type plays because they're like, listen, man, we got to go get a first three first downs to end this game, I'm putting the ball in Kyler's hand. It's not going in anybody else's hand. It's going in Kyler. You're going to pass it or Kyler's going to run it. But for the most part, if you go look at the game, Chase Edmonds averaged 2.9 yards per carry. His biggest carry of the game came on the second play of the game. They averaged four yards per carry on the day only because of um, the wide receiver ending around that jet sweep on the very first play of the game that went 24 yards. So they averaged less than 3.5 yards per carry on the day. So I want to see if they can kind of carry that into this game because you may run into Kyler again. There's a possibility you run into Philly. Um, and the Rams don't do that, but they do run a lot of misdirection. So if there was one thing, it would be that. Offensively, I don't know, DMV, if, there, if there's one thing that is going to give me back the confidence 
that I had going into the Arizona game. I don't know that there's anything you can really do. So I just kind of want to see them be efficient, get in that game, and get out of it healthy. See if I missed any here. Yeah, 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 Marcus. The killer mentality from that. I think it's a whole team, too. I don't know that we have a killer mentality on this team. And they talk about wanting to have it, but we just we got to see it before we can anoint them, right? Uh, Ross said, love this channel, but I'm, I'm a bit confused who's the Russian kid I keep seeing. I subscribed and unsubscribed. Oh, you're talking about Mo? He's not Russian. Mo is Hispanic. Yeah. He's not Russian. He's from Chihuahua. Is it Chihuahua, Chihuahua, Mexico? That's where he's from. Very smart and intelligent dude. Don't unsubscribe from because of Mo. Mo is extremely smart. By the way, let me start teasing that. Um, I'm going to be on Mo's channel next week. Mo's channel. Mo's show next week, A to Z Sports Primetime. And he's also going to be on Minds after the wild card round. So. Or vice versa. One or the other. We're going to collab, so we'll have Mo on. Um, so tune in, man. He's a very intelligent, smart, bright, bright kid. Uh, Marcus said, hashtag A to Z. Dallas guy has his hands all over you, my guy. Keep pushing and striving. The longest journey begins with a single step. Man, I love your quotes, dog. I, I need you to just give me all your list of quotes. I'm hanging these things up everywhere, man. Appreciate you. All right, get one more. Okay. That's, that's the one. Do it then. Yeah, Spiffy, he's very intelligent, man. Really, really smart kid. Very smart kid. So we'll bring him on. That way you can see him, right? That way you can see him. All right, Cowboys Nation. With that said, I appreciate you guys coming through. Uh, all the donations. The calls were great today. The chat was great today. Y'all y'all are the best. Point blank, period. Y'all help make this, in my opinion, the best and most interactive morning show there is out there. Dallas Cowboys, at least. The best Dallas Cowboys morning show there is out there, and it's because of y'all. Salute to you, Special K, Stevie Mac, the my guy holding it down, uh, the day ones that are in here. I might, I don't know if y'all watch, there's there, there's a, a group in WWE, the Usos, their thing is day ones. I got to figure out a way to incorporate that into the channel, as y'all can see. I'm a big WWE fan, WWF really, but uh, I might incorporate that because a lot of day ones in here, man. I appreciate y'all because y'all help keep this thing moving y'all in here every dang on day and I, that's why i want to put on put out a lot of good content and put in a lot of, of work a ton of work every single show it's not like oh well this show he's gonna do every show i try to bring my a game man. so i appreciate y'all with that said chat i'm gonna go ahead and press this button y'all enjoy the rest of your hump day love you tomorrow I think we'll have a Koye. I'm going to get with him here after the show's over. But later tonight, make sure y'all tune in to A to Z Sports Primetime with Mauricio Rodriguez. And, of course, if you want to read up on your Dallas Cowboys, you can at a to zsports.com slash Dallas. Appreciate y'all. Be out of here. Peace.
I want me some glory hope.